0: This is, this is embarrassing. Yeah. Not for you for for the world. <laughs> Welcome to episode 181 of Flicks in the Six, a weekly simulation of a podcast about movies and beer. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanzo, with me forever no waste, the man, the myth, the one. Alessandro Belsi. Say hello, Al.
1: Would you like a simulate?
0: Ah. I of oh, you know what? Spoilers. Spoilers for the rest of this show. That's the best part of this movie, is the name of that coffee shop. <laughs> I saw it, and I was like, you know what? <laughs> Touche. <laughs> I would like a simulator." <laughs> is, is that like a decaf latte?
1: Oh, no. <laughs> no, it's like instant coffee, right? Oh, Like, it simulates a latte.
0: Ooh. And I use instant coffee to make soy milk? coffee ice cream.
1: I mean, that makes sense. It's probably right.
0: Did you just it. say also soy milk?
1: Well, I'm just trying to, like... It's like imitation milk imitation coffee okay got like, it I'm,
0: like you know what i mean like so we're talking a latte made with instant coffee and yes. soy milk yes and sweet and low
1: yes that's probably the best <laughs> that's was, probably the best choice i think that's that um
0: i'm i think that's a war crime <laughs> <laughs> on this week's episode we've got the secret invasion casting red notice sequels Ugh. And other news and nuggets <laughs> all before diving into a flick of the week, The Matrix Resurrections. Did I get the title of that movie right? Yes. But first, Al, what's on tap?
1: So we are drinking another Newberg. Um so I since I'm doing my recording now in Dominic's apartment, I grabbed a portion of the beers for the show and stuck them in the fridge here. So I have like a six pack of all the twelve ounce beers. So we got sure. two Newberg beers on here. So I tried to I figured I'd pick this one so we have a few beers to split it up between this in the next next one that we do in a couple cool. of weeks from now so this is the Newberg Brewing Company's perfect wheat that's with two R's
0: first off great pick yes for this week's episode I don't think we we always um, I don't think we always talk about like the choice and how it <laughs> plays in with the movie
1: Yeah I didn't actually do that for this one but it does end up being you, perfect considering. You did cat's symbology
0: in uh <laughs> <laughs> i'm an expert in babyology
1: <laughs> the cat symbolism in the matrix so
0: i'm surprised that that didn't co- that that symbology didn't come off in, in the spider-man episode <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> anyway
1: anyway perfect wheat um it's a frisky and independent <laughs> catitude perfect wheat, please keep refrigerated uh it's brewed with heart and you see the logo is a heart but half of the heart is a beer oh that's so clever (laughs) something we've never seen before
0: Um, i mean that's the that's gotta be the most unique and definitely first time i've seen that logo
1: this born was sorry this born this beer was born here this born was no
0: no crooked arrow
1: is so, a no nope, crooked arrow pointing into the middle of the Hudson River this one. <laughs> is that where,
0: that's where their secret keg is. Yeah,
1: <laughs> floating in. <laughs> well, there's that whole thing about the story of the founding of Dogfish Head or the expanding of Dogfish Head that they... <laughs> I, I don't remember why the founder decided that he wanted to do some sort of uh, symbolically like um, move. <laughs> I think it was... Oh, he, I think he was going to like cross the Delaware or something like that. Like, he was trying to cross oh no sorry he was trying to f- go up from delaware to new york city or to new jersey i forget whatever he was like to, to do the whole you know there was like, the whole george washington crossing the delaware River thing like he sure. was going to cross some body of water over there in a boat with a keg I of it was the on beer a door. it's not titanic <laughs> um, and the keg went overboard so there is a lost Dogfish head keg from like 25 years ago or something like that floating around in ostensibly the huts huts, in the Atlantic Ocean or something. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, But anyway, continuing on with this beer. It's uh, 4.5% alcohol by volume. It's a German classic. Uh, The reason that Anthony mentioned that this uh, was a perfect fit for the episode is there is a cute little Bavarian cat with um, wheat (laughs) whiskers. Bavarian cat. Well, he's wearing Lederhosen. He is. And a little Bavarian boy hat with a feather in his cap.
0: Now, you notice in the middle of the Lederhosen is a heart. Is a heart with which this cat <laughs> is brewed with. <laughs> also on the top of his little Bavarian hat. It's the cutout. That's where the red piece that's on his Lederhosen comes from.
1: It's like a little relief thing because like yeah. it's kind of, well, it's, I guess it's yellow, not white, but whatever. It was uh, cut it, out.
0: Well, yeah, the background's yellow, so that makes yeah. sense.
1: But well, I'm just thinking like it was cut out. Oh, yeah, I guess that, yeah, that yeah, makes sense, yeah. Um, it's a Hefeweizen, exclamation point. Um, the, this is the perfect wheat, wheat beer, inspired by our centuries of German brewing tradition, but brewed with New York state grown wheat and hops, light, refreshing, and timeless. Prost.
0: Prost. A uh, couple things about this can. First off, this is the best can art we've seen in a long time.
1: Yeah, it's pretty damn good.
0: Second, uh, my favorite thing is the mouse laying on his back. In the cap? Playing with a, a bit of the wheat.
1: Yeah, he's doing like the... Yeah, he loves, loves me. me, he loves me yeah. now, he loves me, he yeah. loves me He's Plucking the little things off of the stalk of wheat, which is great. And they're all, like, he's done it multiple times all around him. So. I, f-
0: I found myself staring at the, the cat icon, like the cat icon, the cat, like, illustration. And thinking, like, and seeing all those little, you know, the, little, the square border that's around it. The little squares, the mm-hmm. checkered border. Yes. I thought this was, like, doing some sort of crazy thing with my eyes. Um, it felt like a really weird optical illusion that everything was askew. Like yes. not, that it's not a rectangle, but it's a trapezoid. And then I realized that the label is just on crooked. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, if you, I, my for me at the top of the can, I can see that the label is crooked just all around.
1: No, it is slightly, but it also does look like it's not perfectly like that area of the label is not a perfectly squared off. It looks like it's kind of,
0: it's got like a little bit of a dip out at the top left.
1: I yeah. I that think the way it looks, my. it looks like kind of like the way, like a old school, like homemade, like type of, like, stamp or labeling would be, where, like, it's not perfectly squared off.
0: Like it a looks hook Like intentional. Rug. Yeah, It looks <laughs> like a shoddy hook rug. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, I mean, it feels, like, intentional. I don't know.
0: Uh, I think we should try this beer.
1: I'm on board Oh, the it. German flag. A well, lot co- of it. The colors are the German flag. Colors. Yeah, if you look yeah, under no, the government yeah. warning. Yep, I see now the, uh, the labeling.
0: Has nice. Well border. done. Border. Cheers. Cheers. That's pretty good as peers go.
1: Yeah, that is a uh, a classic example of a half of Eisen. I'm a fan of the style generally.
0: I'm I'm not personally, but I don't mind it. Like I like I, I don't actively dislike it. It's just usually not something I go for.
1: I like them. I tend to like them a lot. I, I would say though, I think I probably do prefer like the German one to like the Belgian one. Even though like like Hogarden is good and all, but I don't know. I think I you're a Garden. I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Excellent.
1: I uh, am an entire garden of hose. Is that what you're saying? Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, come on. The, uh, <laughs> okay, I, maybe you could explain this to me. I always found mm. that this type of beer tastes like cucumbers. No. <laughs> well, see, in the in the in the way that you say um, eggnog tastes like bubblegum... <laughs> Like, to me, this is an unequivocal... This is just a... It's The cucumber accents the water in such such a way. way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Peppery, certainly. Because there are phenols released from this type of strain of yeast Mm. that is peppery, like black pepper.
0: Yeah, I can see that.
1: Um, But, I mean, I, I, I don't want to rule out that there could be something that is like that refreshing type of cucumber. Maybe that's what it is.
0: Maybe it is the refreshing aspect. You know what it is? The more I'm drinking this, I'm actually thinking I'm changing. I think I'm changing my opinion about Hefeweizen's uh, right now. It's a really good style. It's complex.
1: Did you just say right meow? (laughs) The problem is I know you said it just because of course you would. And I don't blame you.
0: But the thing is, I didn't
1: didn't actually hear you say it. It didn't come out
0: clear, and I just was going to roll right past it and do it again later, but be more, like, enunciate it more.
1: So that's the thing, is I didn't actually hear you say it, but I just knew you had to have. Mm -hmm. Because I wasn't even, I wasn't looking at you, so it's not like your face gave it away. I was kind of looking off into the distance because I was thinking of something. And as I was trying to get the (laughs) thought out, I was like, (laughs) he just had to have said it. Like, he just has to have. Like, I can't can't even prove it, but I'm pretty sure he had to have
2: Uh... said it.
0: I have fun. I, I enjoy. We have fun doing this with.
1: You. Yes, we do. Just I mean, we've you know done that. it for 181
0: episodes. That's true. Plus, so clearly, we enjoy each other's company. 181 I, episodes. Actually, I'm not, approximately I'm not. three hours an episode. <laughs> Sometimes 16.
1: <laughs> you know, I was really surprised. Last episode was only a little over two hours. I was like, yeah. that's that seemed shocking to me.
0: And we had a 20 questions.
1: Yeah. Not bad. And like and like notes and consumption and all that.
0: I but it was much short. Like we were, this beer, we were beer our short podcast, short. is frisky and independent.
1: It's definitely independent, <laughs> and it's uh, it's pretty frisky. It's it's been so far this this episode for sure.
0: So what you said, peppery? Yes. What was the reason that it was peppery?
1: Uh, so that particular strain of yeast, as a byproduct to the fermentation process, releases uh, a chemical. It's from a family of chemical called phenols. Mm-hmm. It's P H E N O L S, and those, at least in this this particular like strain of phenols, can um, connote like a black pepper like aroma or taste on the palate. It's not like actual pepper in there, but it tastes like a, like it's a, a, same as anything like when you get like citrusy flavor or smell from like hops, right? Where it's like there is no citrus in there. It's just that it releases a chemical. Byproduct that's very similar to the one released with citrus fruit
0: are the are the same fetals found in arugula. I feel like arugula has a similar peppery taste.
1: It does. Uh, I don't. I don't. One hundred percent know that that's the it's case. The same ones. It, it's the most likely outcome is that they both, for whatever mm. reason, have byproducts of whatever growth or photosynthesis and such that sure. that releases the same byproduct that would be the most likely outcome but i, I Yo, can't say that for sure photosynthesis is crazy photosynthesis
0: <laughs> photosynthesis,
1: <laughs> photosynthesis. <laughs> were you a spongebob guy I don't
0: yeah <laughs> I, I liked it i had never i was never like um i didn't watch like like religiously but i enjoyed it when it was on
1: well it was more of a thing for my brother than it was for me and you're yeah. obviously even just a little bit older than I am, so I mm-hmm. wouldn't have been surprised if you if it was one of those ones that like you just happened to miss.
0: I I think I missed it mostly, and then would see like random episodes like when I when I lived in Hoboken, mm-hmm. I would put on TBS or Cartoon Network, and what was the other one? Nick is that what it was on? Was it on like Nick?
1: SpongeBob was on Nickelodeon? Yeah. So
0: I would put like those three channels on like in the background. Okay. This is how I ended up seeing like every episode of The Big Bang Theory, Seinfeld, mm. <laughs> and I think SpongeBob.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, it's interesting why why you would have thrown on Nickelodeon.
0: Um, I just liked it when I was a kid, so. Sure. Well, I guess
1: I'm just thinking like. It came.
0: Well, I, it, know, I, I, I put it on when once, you were putting
1: it on. Yeah, like.
0: I put it on once because I I was going through the guide and I saw that they were airing old episodes of Legends of the Hidden Temple. Ah, okay. which I mean is a drop everything and watch type of show. um like you they're going through the temple at the end it's like oh he's gonna get you temple guards in that room i know he's gonna get you and sure (laughs) enough sure enough those kids i'm surprised that that a temple guard has never been leveled or if they have they probably just didn't air it
1: yeah i was saying considering it wasn't airing live right
0: true true man tv used to be great no that's not true tv is pretty great right now
1: I was going to say, that doesn't seem totally fair. There's some great. Very
0: entertaining. Like, I don't know. More, you know what? TV used to be more fun and less devastating.
1: <laughs> yeah, I would say there was probably a, a higher propensity of low stakes fun back yeah. then. Yeah. Yeah. But the the, the trade off now is there's a lot of high stakes good
0: too. Sure. Sure. More on that later. Um, Al, what do you give this beer?
1: Uh, I would say this is a firm three, Thuckles from me. I'm very much enjoying this one.
0: Man, I would have, I probably would have went two because I was liking it, but uh, it's changing. It's changing my whole outlook on this type of beer. So I'm going to, I'm also going to go three.
1: I was, I was about to ask, like, bringing it back full circle. Did, is it actually been growing on you or just? No, it really, it really had. You know
0: what it is? It's so, I feel like it's so, there's so much going on. There's like so much in the flavor and there's like all this little nuance that like every sip, I find myself, like, just, like, really paying attention to what I'm tasting, which I don't do with a lot of beer. Like, I feel like I know, like, there's, like, a couple of strong flavors usually, but, like, yeah. this, I feel like there's little things all throughout it.
1: Well, the thing I, I find interesting about Hefeweizen is it can kind of have a very simple flavor right as you're taking the sip, and then it, the flavor really blooms and opens up on your palate as it rests on, like, your tongue, you know?
0: Yeah, that's when it becomes a cucumber.
1: Yes, that's when the cucumber sprouts, or whatever it is that cucumbers do.
0: <laughs> we just, we're not doing anything right now, we're just planting the seed. And then what do we do? We wait for that seed to grow into a plant. And, and then we, we fuck, fuck the, the plant. plant. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, 40-year-old virgin? Yes. Right? Oh, man. What a classic.
1: Yeah, it, I, I watched a little a bit of bag
0: of, of it. sand? <laughs> Come on! <laughs>
1: I watched a little bit of it, uh, like maybe two months ago. I hadn't seen it in a long time. It's like, and especially not seen it where they didn't edit half the movie out.
2: Mm.
3: Uh,
1: and it was on HBO. So I, I just slipped on for like a random, like 20 minute stretch. And, uh, I would like to sit down and watch the whole movie. It's been a while since I've got to see the whole thing.
0: Yeah. yes. Yeah, I
1: same. didn't get to see the scene with the, the man, o lantern though. <laughs> oh, my
0: God. Uh, I, one of the things that always got me about that it's like a stupid thing, but they're playing Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. and one of them is using they're playing like a clearly modern Mortal Kombat game and one of them is using this weird control that's like attached to the chair and the other one's using like an n64 <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and I just love it. I love little things like that well <laughs>
1: yeah he has the gaming chair and he's literally playing with like it was like a game pad and like a joist like a like an actual
0: full stick yeah it's like built into the chair. <laughs> Yeah, I'm ripping your head off, and now I'm throwing, throwing it, at it at your butt. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good time. See,
1: that yeah. really, really doesn't age well. All things considered, but sure, I gotta be honest. I still laugh at it. Like it oh, is yeah. funny as much as it's not.
0: It great. was. A, <laughs> it was a different time. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that that? That's used far too often. Um, yeah. No, it was, it's it's a, it's a very funny scene. Um, and I think the whole movie is hilarious. Oh yeah. News and Nuggets, what you got, what's going on with Secret Invasion. Um and I I,
1: I have noticed that you've chosen that one first because that's the one you actually want to hear about.
0: <laughs> yeah. Wait, but I also um I can't remember Yes. What is that a Marvel thing? Correct. Okay, cool.
1: So this was on IGN today. Marvel's Secret Invasion. Colon. The entire cast of the Disney Plus MCU show. Parentheses so far. Mm-hmm. Um, Marvel Secret Invasion has opened the do- so the funny thing about this is right like so I was listening to something today and they were talking a little bit about the new Spider-Man it was, like, it was just like people who had seen the movie and like were excited to talk about like, the movie and we're talking about big scenes in the movie and like people in theaters cheering in the same way they did for like End Game and like talking about mm. the viewing experience of Endgame and Infinity War and all that. And I was thinking about it as they were talking through all of that, and I was like, you know, they made a reference to Samuel Jackson still being off planet in the beginning of yeah. Spider-Man No Way Home. And are they gonna do anything about all that? And Diane Kruger, ipso facto, several hours later, we have a news article on IGN. So, Marvel Secret Invasion has opened the dossier on its all-star cast, and it includes returning MCU actors Samuel Jackson, Ben Mendelsohn, and Kobe Smulders. Uh, Despite these high-profile names, Secret Invasion is expected to have a small cast rather than a massive ensemble, a la Avengers Endgame. Marvel Studios boss Kevin Feige previously hinted that the series would be a much more intimate story than its comic book inspiration. Episodes mostly revolving around Fury and Talos' investigations into a cosmic conspiracy. The original Secret Invasion comic was published in 2008 and dealt with a vast conspiracy involving Skrull double agents using their shape-shifting powers to impersonate various heroes and villains, paved the way for the Skrull Empire to take over the planet. Whoa. So it's possible that the cast of the live-action series will have their work, out, work cut out for them. Um okay. So I will now give you Samuel Jackson's returning as Nick Fury, Ben Mendelsohn's returning as Talos. Kingsley lead, is reportedly joining the cast of Secret Invasion. Sources suggested that he will be playing one of the lead villains on the show. Come off the back of his role as Malcolm X in Regina King's critically acclaimed directorial debut, One Night in Miami, which earned three nominations at last year's Oscars. Now, that's a name I know, but I can't place him right now, and I didn't yeah. have an opportunity to look up what else he might have been in that I have seen. I think you saw One Night in Miami, didn't you?
0: No, I don't know why I thought you had. Uh, no, I think last year was like that was like the first year that I like just didn't even know the Oscars were happening. Mm. And then they happened. And then it was like three weeks later. And it's like one best picture on like some news article. And I was like, uh, what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a movie I was curious about. I just didn't get around to seeing it. And so I'm not sure if I would know him from anything other than just recognizing his name.
0: High uh, Fidelity. He played Mac.
1: Oh, so I do know him because yeah, that was in the show version of it, right? With yep. um,
0: mm-hmm. what's her name? Uh, Zoe Kravitz. That's the one. Right?
1: Yep. No, yep. that's her. Uh, anyway, yes. Okay, so I do know who he was then. Yes. Interesting. He was good in that. <laughs> yeah. Not a huge role, but he was good.
0: Good show. Yep. Yeah. Great little oh, episode.
1: That's right. I f- yes, I forgot. You end up getting around to seeing it, so yes. Um, Olivia Coleman. Mm-hmm. Oscar River, Oscar winner Olivia Colman is also said to be joining Jackson in the Nick Fury focused Disney Plus series. British star is known for her portrayal of Queen Elizabeth II in The Crown, as well as winning an Academy Award in 2018 for Best Actress in The Favourite. However, the identity of the character she'll be playing in Secret Vision is being kept under wraps for now. I always think of her from Hot Fuzz. That is truly yeah. coming from <laughs> humble beginnings. <laughs>
0: Oh my goodness.
1: When I saw she was nominated for the favorite, I was like, wait, what?
2: <laughs>
1: um, Amelia Clark.
2: Yeah.
1: Last last year, Game of Thrones veteran Amelia Clark was reported to be in final negotiations negotiations to join the cast of Secret Vision. She later confirmed in an interview that she'd be starring in the upcoming Disney Plus series, marking her first appearance in the MCU, though it's unknown at this time who she'll be playing. Cool. Killian Scott? Um, He is in yet another role, shrouded in mystery. The Irish actor is no stranger to the small screen, having starred in the likes of Ripper Street, portraying Assistant Commissioner Augustus Dove, and Damnation, replacing Aidan Young, who left due to creative differences. None of that means anything.
0: Good old creative differences. Christopher McDonald. Creative differences means somebody was an asshole, right? Like, usually, I feel like that's what that means.
1: Uh, sometimes. I mean, probably a lot of the times, but I I don't think it's always.
0: It's probably like that. 50% of the time it, somebody was an asshole, and the other 50%, it's both parties were assholes.
1: <laughs> I mean, I think the, there is legitimately, sometimes you come to an impasse where one person really feels that you should pursue this story and the other one thinks you should pursue that story, and you probably. can't, you know, reconcile those differences, but... It's probably get that far, though. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, I'm sure it's a coverall for someone trying to Unbruise their ego. Sure, um, Christopher McDonald. He is also signed Sh- on the Shooter McGavin dotted line. You know, when I read this before, skimmed through it, the name didn't register for me, but that's probably who it is, right?
0: Yeah, um, I haven't seen him in a long time. He was in
1: Ballers. He played Jerry Jones, even though they wouldn't call him Jerry Jones. It just kept talking around it by using his nickname. <laughs> <laughs> He, everyone knew he was playing Jerry Jones. Already clearly, <laughs> <laughs> um, He's uh, in the series, as a reported, quote, newly created character with the potential to, quote, cross, oh, cross over to the larger MCU by appearing in the movies and other Disney Plus limited series. Interesting. Sorry, I just got to follow this link to make who sure he gonna be? Who, he, who he is. Assuming this isn't some. Yep. No, it's. Him. Oh, God, he looks terrible in this picture. Holy shit. <laughs> terrible uh anyway uh kobe smolders will also be returning as maria hill and uh that's it for now cool
0: so the uh, i like the idea of um ben and what's his name talos talos and nick uh futzing about trying to figure something out i feel like that could be a silly yeah i feel like i feel like we're getting a buddy space company
1: yeah, I was going to say, are we getting, like, Starsky and Hutchins? I really hope like, so,
0: because I'm, <laughs> I'm all in for that.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's funny. I was, I was just, it came totally unprompted. Like, the, the conversation really didn't even, they didn't even mention Nick Fury at all talking mm. about it. They're just talking about people, like, the big moment, like, people disappearing, and how everyone reacted in the theater, and then, like, when everyone reappeared in Endgame, how people reacted in the theater then. Yeah. I was like, whatever happened to this whole Samuel Jackson's in outer space, like, are we ever going to hear more about that? Like, I have to imagine we will, but like, when? And then here this story comes out, and it's like, oh yeah, yeah, I forgot they announced they were doing a Secret Invasion show, and that that's the thing.
0: My my favorite part about that whole thing, I have re- seeing as how I rewatched Far From Home, like, two or three times before I saw No Way Home, mm-hmm. is I remember the first time seeing it, thinking, why why is Samuel Jackson playing a caricature of Nick Fury? <laughs> so I was and, a little
2: confused, too.
0: And then for that to, like, that, like, blew my mind in the post credit scene that that's what was going on. Because he was playing somebody impersonating the character that he portrays.
1: Yeah, because, you know, like, the whole time I'm like, there's, like, a million different reasons. Like, okay, does Don Watts not really like Nick Fury? And so he wrote slash directed a shitty version of the character? Did Samuel Jackson finally get fed up with the character? And so he's mailing it in?
0: Yeah. Um Bitch, please, you've been to space. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was like, is there going to be some weird, like, gotcha thing at the end? Not like this, just like a, like, oh, like, and, uh, you know, I even kind of half wonder when it, it's revealed that, you know, obviously the audience knows Quentin Beck's not real, but like, or not really like mysterious what he says he is. But yeah, like when that all comes, oh, like, has he been doing this whole thing as like a uh, sleight of hand, like look over here while I'm secretly, <laughs> I know I've got the drop on you all along over there. But it doesn't even end up being that exactly. Yeah. So I was like, "Huh." And then that reveal was end up being awesome. Like, "Oh, that's great!" Like, really
0: committed a, to the bit.
1: Yeah, it's doing a bit of a bit, basically. Yeah, <laughs> it
0: was just really just awesome. The other the other line from that that really I just love it uh, is when um, Nick Fury is talking to Becca over the comm. The the one and he's like. Uh he he's asking for uh Beck is asking for a line to feed to Nick Fury like about like what's going on. And he's like, oh he's you know, if he's pulling energy from the Earth's core and <laughs> Nick Fury gives like gives that one eyebrow look and then turns to Maria and goes, that's a bullshit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well that was right when when that, that was when Spider-Man like tells him or no, sorry, that was it was when happy like right after Happy says yeah. something, but before he fully bought in on the the idea that uh, he was like, it was like, okay, you know what? Fair enough. Like, but was it was just...
0: also like it was also the excuse that they used for a previous thing that they took care of. Yes. So it was it was just per- it was so good. I it cracks me up. I really love that movie. It's so good. Yeah. All of them were. Yeah, they really were. I can't wait to watch No Way Home again. I know. Me too. I'm, oh my goodness.
1: I know we talked about that last week, and I was like, I'm. I really want to see it and I'm not sure when
0: I'm gonna to get to. So that's cool. Secret Invasion Casting. Uh you still have to see Hawkeye, right? You haven't watched that yet? No. Okay. Cool. That's the only thing. Oh, and Eternals you didn't see yet either, right?
1: No, which today is on Disney Plus.
0: I know, because I went to go start Book of Boba Fett, and it was that was the first thing on the screen. I was like, well, that's cool.
1: That was exactly how I experienced it as well but, this
0: evening. But not now, MCU. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i am in Star Wars mode. <laughs> well,
1: you yeah, know, I know I mentioned it I think two episodes ago like oh like coming down the or maybe it was when you and me were just like hashing out what we're going to be doing for the next, yeah. like, next several episodes I was like oh that's coming out. But I like didn't reassociate today's date with the fact that that was there and I saw it and I was like yeah. wait it's, I, it's funny cuz I saw it on the screen. I like pulled up Disney Plus and went to walk out of the room to grab something before I came back down to sit down and watch the show and I as I'm walking out of the room I see Eternal so I like out of the corner of my eye so I like double Took at the screen and then I was like, "Is today the 12th?
2: <laughs> Which is so
1: weird that like had no point today. Did I associate the fact that today was the twelfth and that the Eternals was coming out? But see, the Eternals jogged from my memory the fact that the twelfth was when it was coming on to Disney
0: Excellent. Plus. That, that's great. I'm looking forward to that. I'm also like I'm feeling like this really strange pressure. Like I don't like being behind on the MCU, especially never, by like
1: a few months. Yeah,
0: and I've never once watched one of the movies out of order, but this is the first time.
1: Yeah, I guess so.
0: So, Anyway, at least I get to see it. Probably watch it this weekend.
1: The first time, at least since maybe the Iron Man's.
0: For me. Oh, okay. Gotcha. It's the only... No, it's not true. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi was the other one. Those are the only two that I will have not seen in theaters. Yeah. This is upsetting. But, you know, the world. Uh, Red Notice is getting
1: sequels? Yeah, so this is a teaser to um part of what we're consuming because okay. i watched red notice this
0: weekend but we could talk about that later uh, okay in my mind we did an episode on it that. no <laughs> that's crazy
1: no <laughs> no that firmly came out during the hiatus so
0: oh wow i watched red notice and free guy like in quick succession so i got a od on ryan reynolds <laughs>
1: dangerous dangerous and then i watched just
0: friends
1: (laughs) oh my god um i still haven't gotten around to seeing free guy i have heard good things so
0: yeah we uh, could uh we could definitely put that on the list
1: but yeah so anyway i have a story that i saw today that had fuck off um i hope i didn't lose one of my uh whatever we'll figure it out later uh, Red Notice will get two sequels. Ryan Reynolds, Gal Gadot, and Dwayne Johnson are set to return. Gadot Gal. Yes. Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Um, both sequels will be filmed back-to-back. Um, it's According to Deadline, the heist movie starring Dwayne Johnson, Ryan Reynolds, and Gal Gadot will be getting two follow-ups. Both movies shooting back-to-back next year. Um, additionally, like the Lord Deadline, of the Rings? <laughs> yes. Additionally, Deadline says that writer-director <sighs> Rawson Marshall Thurber will return to and is currently the God, scrunch. the
0: disdain in your voice
1: that's a terrible name <laughs> get a better name Rawson he's that's a like- son who, he's a son who is uncooked okay
0: there's a, there's a great episode of friends where uh, Ross p- punches, tries to punch Joey and Joey ducks and Ross hits a metal pole Ooh. And breaks his thumb. So first, Joey's question was, "How do you punch?" <laughs> but they go to the uh, they go to the emergency room, and Joey's filling out Ross's paperwork, and he mm. goes, "All right, name." And <laughs> Ross just looks at it. He's like, "I know Ross, but what's it short for?" "Russell." <laughs> it could be short for Rawson or whatever this guy's name was. Yeah, except it's R A
1: W S O N.
0: Oh. That's why you went undercooked. Yes. <laughs> Good grief! I
1: because I th- I feel like you're allowed to have if you are if you're gonna have three names I feel oh. like you're allowed to have one bad name and he has sure. two he has two thirds of bad name. Rawson Marshall, Marshall Thurber. Thurber.
0: It, I mean, it should definitely be Rawson Marshall Thurber the third, right? Like
1: <laughs> Rawson Marshall Thurder. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my goodness! Um, it does sound like you were tripping over trying to say his name when you're saying it right.
1: Yeah, because I'm tr- I'm overly enunciating it because I know I will trip if I don't. Sure, it's gonna come out and sound like I'm having a stroke.
0: All right. So anyway, red notice. Sizz.
1: Yeah, details are tightly under wraps. It oh. said that the plan is to bring back the f- first movie's three major stars while addressing while adding more to the mix.
0: <laughs> the
1: plan is to bring them back. <laughs> um. The hope is that Netflix can turn Red Notice into an Ocean's Eleven style franchise.
0: Interesting. I don't think the first one's good enough to warrant that.
1: Yeah, wait. There's a pretty great line. Wait, hang on. Where was this? The towards the end here. Um, they they go on to say that it's the most watched thing ever on Netflix. Um,
2: but mm.
1: Red Notice two and three will film back to back next year, which already indicates a certain confidence from the online streamer. After all. It's mostly multi-billion dollar franchises such as Avatar or Avengers that get the back-to-back
0: treatment. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. I just don't know what else they're going to do. Like, the jig is up.
1: Well, they'll probably have to invent some other sort of vaguely historical-ish.
0: Well, the dad's got to come into play, right? D-
1: oh, probably, right?
0: There's a lot of, There's a lot of dad talk.
1: Yeah, if it, well, no, that's they've coined a phrase in um, in, uh, <laughs> Cynophobe that they talk about anytime there's exposition about fathers and it's poppy talk <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's spurred off by um there's a i think it was travolta in oh i forget which movie it was that they did they've done a bunch of travolta movies now but there's a one where he plays like a borderline mentally handicapped like f- like stalker fan of, like, some movie star or something, or assorted movie stars. I forget what the name of the movie is now. Okay. And I think that's the movie it was from, and it's John Travolta going, Poppycock!
0: <laughs> I feel like I know what you're talking about.
1: Well, because I know you've listened to a couple episodes of Cinephobe, and that's in the intro. They they clipped that into the intro, so you may have oh. heard it there and not known the context for it. Huh. So, anytime. There's like if they were doing Red Notice, like they would have had actually they did do Red Notice. I forgot. They did it a few weeks ago. Um they were definitely going on about poppy talk. and when they were talking about that.
0: I'm trying to see if I can figure out what it's from. If I Oh my god, first result, John Travolta says poppycock, but it's lo-fi hip-hop. <laughs> I'm gonna save that for later. <laughs> <laughs> the Fanatic?
1: Yes, that's the one.
0: Alright. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Okay. I mean, I'm going to watch them just because it was like a fun fedge out and watch movie because I find I really like The Rock and Ryan Reynolds. I... Well, do you have any news or nuggets? Um, No.
1: Okay. So then let's just go into what we're consuming then okay. because I watched Red Notice this weekend and we can talk about it here. We don't have to do an episode on it. We could just talk about it for five minutes here if you yeah. want.
0: Yeah. We'll do um, a trilogy episode.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. So I thought it was fun. Yeah, it's really dumb, but absolutely like more coherent plot somehow than most Netflix movies. Sure. Um, not to say good, but just vaguely coherent.
0: I just wish that they would put an Easter egg in every Netflix movie where somewhere in the background, Sandra Bullock has a blindfold on and is just reaching around <laughs> like this one, really this- like in the distance, like in that one, it'd be like on the mountain.
1: This one had three eggs, just none of them that. What? So this one had three eggs, just none of them that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I did, I did, I did doze off for like five minutes when they were getting the third egg. So I kind of lost Uh track of exactly what was was going on. That was the whole like
0: Indiana Jones jam.
1: Well, I was gonna say I woke up and I was like, wait, are they ripping off Indiana Jones? (laughs) Because they're inside of like a room where top men would clearly be investigating things men <laughs> and then they escape in like ancient vehicles and all yeah. and I'm like I don't know how they got here and honestly I don't care but like but like, I, seriously I, I fell asleep for like probably like 7 minutes Yeah, when were getting to that point in the third uh, egg so but yeah no it was fun <laughs> like they had banter and yeah and uh, action and stuff the
0: rapid fire jokes are great um,
1: the movie is literally like 40% banter by volume
0: oh yeah yeah, for sure. There, The whole, there's like a whole shtick in there in the beginning when like, um, I want to say Hobbs is chasing. <laughs> he was, honestly, he was basically Hobbs in this. He's chasing Ryan Reynolds and uh, the whole, somewhere there's a naked cow <laughs> softly whispering worth it. <laughs> about, about his leather jacket, which I don't know, like I was alone and I spit out my drink laughing. <laughs> it was just, like, he just, he just, I don't know. His delivery is perfect.
1: That was probably the best of the banter. Was mm-hmm. that whole first um, little like chase scene with like parkour, and <sighs> I feel like they kind of sort of ripped off. Not a cop. <laughs> 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 well, that was a different scene, but um, yeah, I <laughs> the I think they kind of ripped off Transporter Two with that scene where he's climbing the scaffolding.
0: Yeah, I don't remember which one, but I've yeah, it's, uh, it's like enter scaffolding scene here.
1: Yeah. Um, but the scene where they're escaping the prison—actually, like, the whole prison sequence was probably the best part of the movie. Like, yeah,
0: that
1: was good. That that the action sequence of them escaping was was pretty great. The the stupid rock that he put into the wall—so good—holding it up, and that's how they escape was pretty clever. So, I I, I enjoyed the movie. It, 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 was like fun. I said, it It's not really a good movie, but it was fun. And
0: it's popcorn. It's great. Yeah,
1: it's I I definitely ate popcorn while watching it.
0: Nice. Oh, I forgot. I just you just eating popcorn reminded me of another movie I watched. Okay, so tell me because uh, it's your turn. Tick, tick, boom. Oh, the Andrew Garfield which one, which
1: was incredible. <laughs> yeah, I want to see it, uh, but that's probably gonna be one like I'll have to watch on my own. But oh my
0: goodness, so good! I uh, just an outrageous performance.
1: Yeah, I've heard he should very clearly be nominated for this role.
0: Yeah, without question. Uh, just so well paced and like informed and beautifully done. Incredible acting across, not just by him, but across the board, like the, well, sorry, I shouldn't say across the board. There was one or two duds, Um, but the people that get spotlight were fantastic. Mm -hmm. And the way that it's a musical that is also like Tick, Tick, Boom was a show, a one night only show that this man did in between writing his first musical mm-hmm. and writing Rent. Yes. And it's about the process of what happened and how he got to where he's at. And it's a one-night-only show. So the movie is that show, basically. Oh, and okay. it clips into him doing the show in the one-night-only as almost as a narration of what's happening. But instead of just staying in the performance of talking about it and singing about it, mm. they cut out to actually performing what's happening, and okay. it's just it's it's just so well constructed. Uh, it's it it was fantastic. I, I, it, it has to be up for things. <laughs> I know he won the Golden Globe, but like oh okay, my goodness, it was great. Yeah, highly I, recommend.
1: I do want to see it, and I've heard that he's he's really great in it. So it'd be nice to see a little Garfield resurgence, I guess.
0: Yeah. What are you watching?
1: Oh, so this was a rare weekend for me, at least as far as the last several months have gone. I got to watch two movies this weekend. Nice. I got to watch The French Dispatch. What's that? That was the newest Wes Anderson movie that came out a few months ago. Oh, what a treat. I didn't even know that happened. (laughs) Yeah, well, I know we talked about it, like, when it was, like, announced and, like, they did, like, a trailer for it or the casting or whatever for it, which, I mean, most of the cast tends to be the same. It was
0: the the Wes Anderson cast?
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, the Wes Anderson cast plus some newcomers, obviously. Okay. um, uh, Yeah, no, it was really good. It was, um, well, like, if you like Wes Anderson movies, you like it. It is a a Wes Anderson. What is it on? Uh, I rented it on Amazon. Oh,
0: okay, cool. Maybe I'll do Um, something with that.
1: But, uh, yeah, so it's... um, Basically, the, the elevator pitch on this one is it's in a small city in France, and it concerns a newspaper office that is the French dispatch of the, like, Liberty, Kansas, whatever newspaper. Okay. <laughs> like, the Liberty, Kansas Star or something like that. <laughs> like, a, t- a tiny little, like middle of nowhere in america newspaper like not like a new york post not like a like a new york times or washington post or yeah. boston globe or la times like it's like a a local newspaper that for some reason they has get...
0: a far foreign correspondent like team
1: yes that... in <laughs> in a small city in france
0: and <laughs> okay conceptually so, i love it
1: yeah so bill murray is the publisher you know, slash editor in chief, whatever. There, and each chapter is one of his top newsmen who top, yes, newsman. well, news people, I guess, because you know, men and women. But like, you know, each each chapter concerns one of the biggest stories done by each of them. Okay, and because I mean, I'll, you know, I'll give this away because it's like, like the literally the first ninety seconds of the movie. It's like Bill Murray's character dies, and he They find his will, and basically it's like, when I die, I want everyone to be paid great bonuses for us to do one final great addition and then liquidate the the business. Okay. And so while they're talking about him and kind of like eulogizing him in the opening of the of the movie, they talk about how he had a lot of flaws, a lot of like pros and cons. But like one of the things about him was that he loved, loved, loved his writers. And so each one was about how he supported because he's only a little bit in each chapter. But it's about him supporting each of them on writing one of their biggest stories. So most of it's told through the lens of the person telling the story. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's it's Francis McDormand, um, Jeffrey Wright. um, I forget who was the one who did. Who was the, the one who did the story? There's a story. Benicio Wilson.
0: Del Toro, Adrian Brody, Tilda Swinton.
1: Well, that... Tilda Swinton was the one. Uh, right. Tilda Swinton was the one who was telling the story about Benicio Del
0: Toro and Adrian Brody. Right.
1: Um, Owen Wilson and... The boy's in
0: it. The boy's yeah. been in everything. Yes. That's come out this year.
1: Yeah, so the boy is in the Frances McDormand one. She's writing a story about these students who are having a revolution in the, the city. And so Timothy Chalamet is writing a manifesto. That's like the leading, like the the leading the charge for this movement, this revolution. And um, so she's reporting on that. Um, Jeffrey Wright was, he wrote, (laughs) he was pitched to write a story, a a culinary story. And it turns into him reporting on the kidnapping of the police commissioner's son, because he was going to profile the 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 police department's chef and that all gets looped into the, the, the police commissioner's son getting kidnapped and like them finding the kidnappers and the standoff that's like oh ensues around all of that
0: i'm i'm in
1: yeah no it, it was good i mean like because i i loved grand budapest hotel oh my i my I, I would still prefer that one slightly to this one but hmm. um it's just it's exactly as ridiculous as you expect and there's a like Benicio del Toro is great. He plays someone who's absolutely insane. Um, literally, he's in an insane asylum. Awesome. Um, Adrian Brody plays an art dealer who is trying to exploit the crazed genius of Benicio del Toro's character. Um, and everyone who you've seen in any of his movies is in this. Plus, like I said, there's there's new people in it as well. So, some of them are there for two seconds. Like, what's sure. Sure. In- Tony Revolori, who's Flash in the Spider-Man movies, and he was Zero, I think it was, in... um, Oh, yeah, yeah. He's in it for, like, one second. He plays, like, the young Benicio Del Toro character. (laughs) God,
0: Did you you see Moonrise Kingdom? I forget if we...
1: No, I haven't seen most of the Wes Anderson ones. It's on my list to get around to. I've, I've never seen Moonrise Kingdom or Rushmore or... (laughs)
3: <laughs> Royal I,
1: I did see isle of dogs which came out a couple years ago that was between this one and grand budapest that that one i liked okay. probably third of these three though um there's a there's a, a bunch of other ones
0: though Yeah, i've got here grand budapest french Dispatch, west kingdom Rural tenenbaums fantastic mr fox isle of dogs the darjeeling darjeeling limited, limited yeah. life aquatic rushmore
1: Life Aquatic, yeah. Rushmore, I actually really want to see. I saw a little clip of it
0: recently. I would, I would go and watch all of these because I, I I watched so far. I mean, I've only watched a couple. I watched um, Great Budapest, obviously, and I watched Moonrise Kingdom, and I, I loved them both. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, there's just something about the style and the cleverness of the writing, and like, it's just, it's, it's silly and smart. Yes, and I, I feel like that just scratches a certain itch. You know, yeah, yeah. it's very entertaining.
1: No, I definitely enjoyed my time with this. I would say what what set this one as like slightly and different. You in think delivery. I did
0: it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what set this one a little apart from that one um, in in delivery is I felt like the the chapters were really because like that one followed a story like from start to finish. This one is basically each like a moment in time around one of these characters,
3: mm-hmm. so it
1: feels like they like everything else kind of gets excluded. You kind of forget about everything else while you're focused on that
3: mm-hmm. one thing.
1: So it ends up being a little bit odd and how singular each segment of the movie is.
3: Yeah. That's
1: um,
0: interesting. Which it
1: just made for an interesting viewing experience, but uh, I enjoyed it.
0: Cool. I watched, which I believe we'll be doing next week. Don't look up. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. I enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, I don't want to give you anything. I won't say any more about that simply because we're going to do an entire episode on it, but, uh,
1: I've heard bits about it just because McKay is working with metal Arc media now. And right. so like, they've talked about it some on some of their properties.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a treat. Um, definitely, definitely a lot of fun stuff to be, there. definitely, a, a dark, a dark comedy for sure. Uh, well, if we're going back and forth, what's your next thing? Um, would you like
1: the weekly full cast shutdown full cast? <laughs> update. Uh, Sure. (laughs) So I didn't get to listen to this week's podcast yet because they were I think they were recording it like a couple hours ago. So I didn't really get to listen to it yet. But on Monday night, the college football national championship was on. And being that they're the only college football podcast, they were covering it in their own way. So between the four of them, one of them was at the game covering it. Two of them were together watching it, and we're going to be doing stuff online with it. One of them is on paternity leave. Okay. So Ryan Nanny, who's on paternity leave, there was some conversation several weeks ago about Boston Market, and I don't remember exactly now the details of what the conversation was. But I'm going to read you a tweet. Okay. That is informed by that conversation, and it it's from Holly Anderson, who was with Spencer Hall, I believe. Uh, they were together watching the, the game. And this is from 8.25 p.m., 8.24 p.m., which is like right up after the game was starting. Mm-hmm. And she says, well, he's off maternity leave. But for those of you wondering when Ryan Nanny would strike Spencer Hall with a surprise Boston Market delivery, it was about three minutes before kickoff. <laughs> <laughs> he went and ordered Boston Market delivery and had it delivered to his house <laughs> I'm telling him <laughs> something. That's great. They go to answer the door, and there's just a Boston market delivery. So <laughs> she's tweeting out pictures of him, like, looking at the food.
2: <laughs>
1: and I don't remember if it was while the game was, like, still, like, in action, or if it was during halftime, but no, it must have been. They wouldn't have left it to be cold. It was probably, like, half an hour or so after that, which is, like, in the middle of the first quarter of the game and I was watching the game with my dad so like I wasn't going <laughs> to watch it but they started up a Twitter space to watch him eat the Boston market and oh, like review God. it <laughs> the middle of the biggest football game of the college football season
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: silly very silly that um, so sounds like it's fun I like my tidbits that I get because it doesn't seem like something I'd be interested in actually watching obviously because it's not really a subject I'm interested in but
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a podcast. It's not a, it's an audio, not a visual. I say
0: watching. Yes. But you know it.
1: That being said, yes, considering you have little to no knowledge of college football um, or interest in college football, Mm. it probably wouldn't be for you on an every episode perspective, but I can see you just firing up the one, like when I tell you there's like a 20 minute conversation about whatever stupid topic like I have the last few weeks, and I'm going to keep doing this as long as something happens that's worth doing, and I feel like talking for 90 seconds about a rogue delivery of Boston Market is worth it.
0: pretty great. (laughs) I have finished this season of Daxter New Blood. I'm sorry. Um, Yeah, I'm very frustrated that Al hasn't watched it yet, because I need to talk to him about it. Uh, It was excellent.
1: Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I was very skeptical of this property, and yet I was, like, interested to see where it would go.
0: It's great. I really enjoyed it. That's um, good. And I'm, and, you know, Dex is still pretty fresh for me, because I watched it, all of it, like, uh, maybe early last year, I, I want to say.
1: It was certainly within the past year.
0: But uh, it, it's just really just so well done. Um, j- like, It's so interesting to revisit a property with such care and attention, but, like, also make it fresh and exciting. It's funny. This is,
1: of all of, like, the kind of quote-unquote reboots and revivals and everything, this is one I was really skeptical of. Mm -hmm. And part of that was informed by my love for the original property. But the other part of it was it became such a mess by the end. I don't Mm -hmm. know how you come back and do it justice. This is how. And they did it, which is surprising, because I feel like the degree of difficulty on executing on that yeah. right, has got to be so hard. But they did it for the right reasons, right? Like, okay. you could just say, oh, it's going to be a cash grab. And no, they brought back the original guy who was doing the show, who was like, who left. <laughs> who, saw, right who saw after that is when and things... went,
0: not like this. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so if ever there was a format for that to work out, that would be it. Getting back someone who was passionate about doing it right.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really interested um, in your take on it. I almost, I almost want to just do an episode on it once you're done. Um, we'll do a, we'll just spend a, a lengthy period of an episode on it without other news and nuggets.
1: I mean, we have a podcast network ostensibly, so we could, we could do whatever we want. Let's
0: just do a bonus, yeah, and drop it in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I that ties in nicely to another Showtime property that I also finished, which was Homeland. Mm-hmm. So, not only <laughs> I finished Dexter before you, I also finished Homeland before you, which are two shows
1: <laughs> that I advocated that you
0: watch. This. <laughs> and I got to say, um, Listen, Homeland you'll, definitely you'll, has its ups and downs.
1: You'll really impress me if you finish Billions before me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Homeland, Homeland has its ups and downs, but um, at the end of the day, I... Like when it when it closed up, credits rolled on the final episode. I turned to Kim and I was like, "That's how you end a series." Like that's good. To and know. she was like, "Yeah." <laughs> like that's just like there's because there's so many flubs. I feel like series just kind of um, fizzle out. But this was like we have established who this character is over the course of nine seasons. <laughs> so wrapping this up is going to make sense because we've really had like paid attention to detail on this. Um, and it's, I'm
1: going to put back on you, Dexter.
0: Uh, I feel like there was more attention to detail consistently throughout Homeland. Like there's that clear shift in Dexter. Yeah. um, Where it almost becomes a different show.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: And that definitely goes back to its roots in this.
1: Well, I'm talking about original ending. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, but it was, uh, yeah, it, to watch those back to back also, like Saturday night, I think we, or Friday night, we finished Homeland mm. and we were like, damn, great, like great wrap up to a series. And then we watched the f- season finale on Sunday of Dexter. We're like, damn, good weekend. All <laughs> <laughs> hits on the same weekend that we watched. Don't look up.
1: <laughs> it's a good it was, watching weekend. It was good. Uh, and Tic tick, boom. Geez, yeah, no, yeah, you packed in a lot. You got a yeah, lot of did. bang for your buck there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What else are you watching? Good
1: um, time. so I think my last, well, sorry, I got one last actual one and then a couple of little nuggets, but uh, I finished reading/slash listening to 1984. Oh, cool. And my briefest, not even a tweet-length review, is a gripping and necessary read, if a bit repetitive and self-insistent at times. There was a couple of times where I kind of felt like I was like on the other side of um, the the conversation in Family Guy about God the Godfather. Mm. It, it insists upon itself.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it insists upon itself. <laughs> it's, like, well, it's got an important message. It's like, yeah, no, fair enough. Because um, to me, okay, each time you bring a new facet of how this per- pernicious and terrifying and all encompassing government intrudes upon your rights like each each new facet of that that you unveil it's all part of the same thesis but it's a new argument mm-hmm. there was a couple times where they kind of came back around and like gnawed on the bone a little bit more on like an aspect that they already explored pretty yeah. fully and i was like no 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 show me another new thing that they way that they found a way to invade and control your
2: life yeah. not
1: like let's not go back you already spent like a, a chapter on that like we yep. don't need to go back to that topic again give me the next topic you know, mm-hmm. so, but like, it was, it was a really good book and it was one that everyone probably should read. And, and it's, it's one of the, one, the ones that I think that even had I read this in high school, I still would have
0: come to away from a reread as an adult.
1: No, no. I think if I had read it then, well, maybe, but like, I I think I would have found some bit of enjoyment or like intrigue or fascination with it. Oh, at like time. Like, I, I think sure. I would have had an appreciation for it then. Cause I gotcha. didn't probably appreciate every book I read. Oh um, yeah. Same. So I think this is one that I would have probably. So I'm glad I did. Um, I'm going to continue to probably push my boundaries some on these things. Like some of the ones that I wouldn't necessarily necessarily gravitate towards are probably where I'll go just to, to get a full like breadth of these. Cause like what's, what's nice about me undertaking this project like this is I'm not on any deadlines. Right. I don't have to read it at anyone else's pace. Mm-hmm. I don't have to write anything about it. If I want to, I can for the spin tune. Sure. um, and I can pursue learning about it in the way that I want to at the pace that I want to. So it's feel, it's empowering to me to be able to do it on, on my terms as opposed to go read this, write me a report by next week. It's like, well, yeah, I don't right. want to. And also I have like six other classes that I'm taking. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's that's the failing, I think, that you – and I, I don't know that what the better way is because like just saying, hey, learn about what you want to learn about. Like it sounds great in theory. It really does. Mm-hmm. Not a realistic outcome, right? No. So – um, I don't know what the solution is. I'm not uh, here to fix teaching because I definitely am not equipped to. I'm not smart enough to. But I will say that for me, I got more out of this reading this on my terms.
0: Speaking of, of fixing teaching, the, um, the the grading system that like a lot of New York schools rely on, including the one my sister works for, has been down since Saturday. And she was like, <laughs> "Carl, my sister was asking me questions like, can you like find out? any information as to why because like they're like not getting any notice or information or any idea of when it'll be back. so i like looked into it for like maybe 20 minutes and it was like so clear to me like something really bad is app <laughs> like was, like either ransomware or oh. like just a data disaster or something either that or just um some sort of foul play but it's it, it like it's like like really down and has been down without recovery for a while that's and that's concerning. like not so it's not good. like
1: like a denial of service like attack like is it or it
0: doesn't it's... seem like it cuz you can get to um you,
1: you can get to the pages
0: but yeah well no you can't you get to a page that it's like it that's basically telling you like we took it down
1: oh.
3: like
0: because we have so to someone... fix something there's a breach is my guess okay and i think with something uh that probably has like PII for minors. Yeah. Um, I would assume like the federal government's involved. (laughs) And which is probably why you haven't heard anything, because it's probably like a stop on stories about it. (laughs) Yeah, they probably gotta figure
1: out what was accessed before they can talk about it. It's like really
0: interesting that like not like before like earlier today I was reading an article about some fresh malware that's like really just brutal. Mm -hmm. And capable <laughs> in a lot of systems and I was like, huh. Interesting, so interesting read. I'm going to go on with my day. And then she texted me this afternoon and I was like, I wonder if it's that thing I happened to read about earlier. <laughs> it's
1: a disturbing disturbing <laughs> Diane Kruger.
0: Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Diane Kruger malware. <laughs> she is malware for the brain. She's she malware for there. our brains. <laughs> yeah, she gets in there. You know, she takes over um cool i'm i have a couple more things on my list here that i'm watching which is just insane to me that i've consumed this much stuff um grace and frankie i have caught up and all of the episodes that are available i've finished there's like the final episodes of the season are coming out sometime this year of the series um it was a it's a entertaining show yeah, we talked
1: about it a few weeks ago.
0: It's just doing it. It's doing a couple of the same things on repeat. That's mm. like just maybe wrap it up last season. Ah, uh, that's kind of um, annoying. But there's still some there's still some laughs to be had. But it's mm. like it's more just like tired at this point. Yeah. Um, Toast of London.
1: Wait, did you start watching it? Before I watched
0: me? half an episode just while I was doing something. Okay. And I was like, I need to, I need to stop this and start over again. Um, it's just, it's just all Laszlo all the time. I had
1: a feeling that would be what it was, and that's why I
0: want to watch it. <laughs> uh, so it's very, it was. I was like, I there's some, there is something here to be watched. <laughs> so. Well, because
1: I think he's doing like a movie or something. It's like Toast of Tintletown that's like coming out or something
0: like that, and that's what he's an actor. No, no, no like oh, like... he's winning an award. As far as that's what the first season, that's what the first episode is going. Okay, no, no, I'm just saying like,
1: like Matt, like Matt Berry is like, there's a new thing coming out.
2: Like, it's like a movie or something
1: called, I think it's Toast of Tinseltown and it's like reviving the character. I think the run of the show is no no longer concurrent anymore. Like I I think the most recent season was like a couple of years ago. Gotcha. And (laughs) they are doing like a movie or something. And I think it's like Toast of Tinseltown. It's him coming across like L.A. And so that's what, like, finally spurred me to ask you to put it on Plex so I can watch it. So I can I'll be able to watch this when it comes out.
0: Yeah. Just I think me and John like are like going to watch. The, the bits that I pieced together from, like, it just being on were, like, he was... Um, he went back to some woman's apartment and uh, they were getting frisky. And she says something about her boyfriend and he's like, well, hold on. <laughs> and she's like... It's okay. He's in a coma, and he's like, "That coma wouldn't have anything to do with that blood stain on the rug over there." Would it? <laughs> and it's like, and it's like a blood—it's a blood stain that is like the exact shape of a person. <laughs> <laughs> and then he makes an excuse that he has to go because he has like a dentist appointment tomorrow, and uh, and he's just trying to get out of it. it It's—it just seems like I can't imagine what the rest of the show is because that was like—that's that, how it opened. <laughs> So, I was like, I have to give this a little bit more attention.
1: That was a really famous subplot of a season of Scrubs where JD falls in love with uh, the Tasty Coma wife.
0: Oh, yeah. I feel like I've seen, I think I saw that. Was that earlier on or like within the first quarter of the series?
1: Yeah. That's in like probably the third season or something. Yeah. I think I was on
0: like season four or five. Yeah. Cool. Um, but, yeah. I have to go back to that. Actually, well, I'm glad your, you brought that up because actually, that's something we we are ba- we basically finished a bunch of shows. So yes, yeah,
1: so I know you fell off. I know you were enjoying it, but I know you fell off watching it. Mm-hmm. But uh, what's her name from Just Friends? Was the Tasty Coma wife? She uh, was. She would come was it once a week to visit her husband who was in a coma. Amy all,
0: Smart.
1: Yes. Yeah. All, all of the the guys were in, totally in love with her, but mm-hmm. she was. And then she starts flirting with JD, and it's like I can't do this, and it becomes a whole moral quandary. And then like the husband dies, and then they start dating.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That show is so silly. Yeah, I gotta I gotta get back to that. The other thing that I'm watching, which you may have to join me on this adventure, okay, is Batman the animated series,
1: the original like animated series. Yeah, from the The first season is
0: 63 episodes.
1: Yeah, that's how they used to do those animated
0: shows. I've watched. Seven episodes. Okay. And I'm like, these are some of the best Batman stories I've ever watched. <laughs> like, it's actually, I mean, I remember enjoying it as a kid. It's like really strong.
1: Yeah, I know weirdly that one has retained like some level of prestige somehow.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's incredible.
1: Yeah. No, I'm not and saying it's not earned. It's just like so random.
0: I uh, I start my day off. Um, me and Elio watch one episode while I'm feeding him his first bottle. Nice. So that's how I'll be getting through the series. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next episode is episode eight, and it's the first episode with the Joker. Mm, so I'm pretty excited. The first two episodes are a two-parter with Catwoman. Okay, it's great. It's awesome. I have, so It's I don't, so well done, and it's all on HBO. I don't have any specific
1: memories of the show. I just like kind of have like this weird blur of, like, just a bunch of, like, him and villains and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. Um, Honestly, that's a lot of where my knowledge of, like, Batman stuff comes from. Like, it's definitely not from the comics. (laughs) Yeah. I
0: don't know, like, this last one that we watched was, like, this really deep story about two mob bosses, and one of them, like, had a traumatic experience when he was younger, and his brother saved his life, and his brother's, like a priest now and trying to save him again. And I was like, this is like really dark and deep or that actually sounds that familiar. I watched as a kid.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm all in.
1: Um, I'm I'm glad that you're getting to, to revisit that. It was, uh, definitely. I'm sure an important part of both of our childhoods. Yeah,
0: so for sure. For sure. Any
1: other things you're consuming? So I told you about, uh, yeah, we went through the gear series for Gears and Gears. Oh, yeah. We're on we're on to Halo. So last week we finished Halo Reach and this week we got through about half of the original Halo. Nice. It's not exactly how I remember it. <laughs> it's funny seeing where the series ultimately went, and in in my memory it feels like a, it was kind of a seamless tradition from uh, transition from one to two to three to reach, cause like obviously that was the release order. Mm-hmm. And going from playing Reach to playing one, it's like, oh man, there is uh there is some traveling back in time here as far as game mechanics yeah. and such. Like I'm used to like how powerful like the melee was and sure. now it's not, and but also I'm used to like it being tougher to kill some things and now I'm mowing through some people with certain guns in this one, but also like doesn't have the same level of sensitivity where like headshots were so important in the original one It feels like it's not as clean or not sorry in the later series but it's not as clean in the original one is this and just the colors of things is so like cartoony in this one i don't remember
0: it being that cartoony are you playing the 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 anniversary uh i have you have you switched it back and forth
1: no i know that you can but i I just hit the
0: back button on the controller you do it while you're playing you don't have to go to a setting it's awesome okay or back yeah, button. I button is now the menu button. Whatever the left button yeah,
1: yeah. is. <laughs> um, I just thought it was funny, like seeing the updated version of Reach and of three, because we played a little three like multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Um it still it just looks like a 4K version of the original games. Yeah. Whereas this is like whatever updating they did, I don't know if like it just didn't translate one to one, like because like the colors are so ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's why you have to do it. OK, because what you'll do is you'll switch back to the way it looked and you'll be like, oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, everything is just a square.
1: (laughs) Oh, I'm sure there's some like 1984 Dune style polygons. But um...
0: what's amazing is that it doesn't it's not just the visuals. It's the sound design, too. So if you're firing like an assault rifle and you switch it mid fire to hear the change in sound is actually pretty impressive. Mm. and same thing when you play Halo 2 because the, the, they did the anniversary for that collection in there Yeah. Um, switch back and forth a few times while you're playing it's really awesome
1: it's funny um, I remember some of like the classic like score but mm-hmm. they were really on one with a lot of this music
0: I, I love
1: it I'm not saying it as a criticism necessarily I'm just saying like some of it's a lot
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah god Halo's so fun. The new one's so good. I'm really enjoying it.
1: It's gonna take me a while to get to that one, but Yeah.
0: And and you'll probably wait till you have a new console too.
1: Well the nice thing is I've been playing with Brian at his place and he has Xbox X, so like we've been playing Series it X on that.
0: Right? Yeah, well,
1: I said Xbox X, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, because it's Xbox One X.
1: But I didn't say one X, I said
0: X. But it's Series X. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh cool that's awesome so halfway through so you haven't gotten to well have you gotten to the flood yet i think that might be the next mission okay cool i just want to remember that being like the craziest thing like i'm playing this game it is what it is and then you hit this level and it's like oh no it's all different now
1: (laughs) we just played one that this mission feels like it was three times longer than any of the other missions in the game
0: okay and truth and reconciliation
1: no the one after that.
0: Okay. The
1: um, no, sorry. Two after that, truth because truth and reconciliation's on that ship where you rescue keys, right? Yep. And then the next one's the silent cartographer, yep. which is where you go and find like the map. Wherever the, so I the love next that one.
0: one. What is the next one after that? Hmm.
1: I don't remember what it was called, but it was the one where you go like into because like truth. The silent cartographer ends with like the pelican picking you up and like descending into. Like, is it a, like?
0: Like Assault on a Control Room or something like that? Like a snowy...
1: Yeah, there's... Snowy level,
0: that is a big one. Because I remember, like, you have to, like... Towards the end of it, you have to, like, go all these different places to shut things down, right? And you have to, like, fly to different platforms. I don't
1: remember if we had to fly, but it's just... Yeah, you have to descend so deep into this base. Which, yeah. if at a certain point, I was a little confused how we came out onto, like, ground with open sky and snow because we had gone down so many levels. Mm-hmm that was not a well designed like landscape in that regards because like you should be like in the the planet's core at that point.
0: Uh, <laughs> I think if i remember correctly though like the sky is not real in that point. Right? I mean we're we're on a planet. No, you're on the ring. No,
1: no, no. I don't think so.
0: Yeah. You're on you're on the halo ring from the second level on.
1: That's on the ring?
0: Yeah. I thought
1: it was because isn't the ring orbiting a planet? I thought we were on the planet next no, to the
0: ring. No, you're on the ring. You've been on the ring since second level.
1: Sorry, he's a little deaf, so we don't always have the volume on the proper level. So I've been having a hard time following the story, honestly. Not that they do a like a great in depth story to begin with, but gotcha. um I don't know. It's like some there was like there was like water and like sand. There was a beach. Yeah, like so that's i on, we yeah, were it's also on the, on the ring. ring. I, I mean, it's been a long time since I played the original one, so I'm forgetting some of the details, obviously, <clears throat> um, from, like, my original playthrough of it. But sure. anyway, um, yeah, we, like, that was a really fucking long mission. Yeah, it's, it's, it just, it's, it's just it's repetitive, because you keep going into the same-looking, like, arenas. Just and... wait
0: till you get to the library.
1: <sighs> I mean, I've been having fun up until this point, but that mission was wearing on me, like, especially because, like, it was the last mission we played, and I was getting tired. Yeah. Because I haven't slept in, like, a week. Um, So. Allergies? I no not exactly it, whatever it's not a big deal uh, it's, it's a combination of factors um so i was getting a little tired and i was like okay so surely we'll be done with this mission in another five minutes or so and like i i had that thought about 45 minutes so <laughs>
0: gotcha. are you, you guys are trading off on deaths or
1: no we're playing co-op
0: oh you're playing co-op That'd...
1: yeah cool
0: cool cool. all right
1: i mean there's some days we've been playing with three or four people so trading off on deaths then but Sure. Like last night, it was just two of us playing. So. Nice,
0: nice. Oh, man. Good times. Cool. Um, I think it's I, time for fun and game.
1: My last note, oh. and it was, it's truly just a little nugget, is uh, this Friday, which will be probably a couple days before this episode airs, is the series finale of The Expanse.
2: And
0: mm.
1: it's bittersweet. I'm so very excited, and also I don't want it to end. So. Sure.
0: Are you going to finish it, though? or?
1: Yes, definitely.
0: <laughs> okay. Are you going to homeland it?
1: No, I'm going to watch because me and Brian have been watching it. Together, okay, so.
0: All right. fair. Cool. Let's do it then. Fun and games. It's my turn to ask questions.
1: Yes. Are you ready? I have to, yeah, I have the movie. I just have to bring up the INDB so I am prepared. All right. For any of your questions.
0: Um, Hang on a second.
1: Hang on a second.
0: My voice is slowly disappearing as this episode goes on.
1: I know, you said something about that last week, too. No,
0: nah, it's, it's, <laughs> it every, it's happen. every night around 10.30. It just starts to go away.
1: No matter how much you've been talking? Yep. Okay.
0: Like, I'll just be sitting on the couch, silent, and I'll be like, do you want some tea? And I'll be like,
1: what? <laughs> <laughs> what does happen? <laughs> All right, I'm ready to go. All
0: right. Did this movie come out after the year 2000? No. After 1990? No. <sighs> okay. Um, <laughs> 1980?
1: After 1980, no. Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) Okay. Um, Is this a sci-fi movie? No. No. Is this an adventure movie? Let me see what the IMDb thing says here.
1: Um, Adventure is one of the three things that it says on there. Yes. Okay. So what was that, four? I don't know. Wait, sorry,
0: a pre-eighties adventure a- movie
1: a- after two thousand, after nineteen ninety, after nineteen eighty adventure. Yeah, that was four. <laughs> All right. Oh, sorry, science fiction. That was
0: five. All right. So we got a pre-eighties adventure flick. um Is this movie part of a series? Yes. Uh, is the series ongoing?
3: No. Okay.
0: Does it take place on? Mm-hmm. Is it based on a licensed property? Yes. Interesting. I um, wow. <laughs> Sometimes I hate this game.
1: <laughs> I know I get to that situation too, where I'm like, I'm totally stumped here. Where do I go? And then I start getting on the track eventually, and I love it again.
0: So I don't want to burn a question on this, but like, my mind is just trying to think about like '70s movies. Like, I can't. I'm, is it going to be older than that? Um, is this movie a comedy? No. Nah. Hmm. I would ask if we've done it on the show, but I feel like we haven't done many movies from before the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not ongoing. It's part of a series. Um, is this the? Mm, is this the? Mm, I don't. Wanna, I feel like that's a waste. i was gonna ask if it's the first movie in the series. I should narrow down something else.
3: Um adventure movie before the
0: does this movie have an ensemble cast
3: no that was 10 by the way
0: <sighs> have I definitely seen this movie yes It's a lot of pressure
1: <laughs> it, it, it is a little bit pressure, right? Because like, oh fuck! Well, if I don't get it, I'm an idiot. Like, whereas right. if you didn't see it, like you b- built in, it's like okay, like yeah, sure, I probably should get it. But if I don't, it's okay because I didn't see it. Like, it's not on the top of my mind. Oh
0: man, um, I am coming up blank on things that came. Like it's like it's like I remember movies from the '80s and the world forward. existed before 1980. And- uh, <laughs> should I check if it's older? It, did the movie come out in the '70s?
1: No. Shit. <laughs> so that was part of what drew this movie to me is like to throw a curveball because I feel like we were on a big run of movies that came out between like ninety five and two thousand five, and I wanted to get something outside of that box. <laughs>
3: um. Okay.
0: Is the movie? Mm, it's probably probably choose
1: one of those.:
0: Is the movie in black and white? No. Definitely seen this.
1: I'm 99 point9 percent sure you've seen this. I mean you've you've seen the movie. Oh boy.
0: <laughs> um damn. so was, I had said adventure you had to look that one up.
1: I mean, I knew I just wanted to see what it was for my like own it, like it, adventures in the genre for sure
0: Sure. uh see, part of a series mm-hmm not an ensemble cast. No, you're you're fairly certain I've seen the movie.
1: I'm I'm pretty certain you've seen the movie. I'm I'm not trying to get you. I if you haven't seen this movie, I mean I know I'm. I don't want to give away too much.
0: No, no, don't don't. don't I don't want to. I don't want to like.
1: I, I'm just gonna say i I would bet money, substantial money, like not my life on it, but like I would bet substantial money. You've seen this movie because I'm I'm pretty sure you've seen
3: movie. Hmm.
0: Not sci-fi. Not. That's is it is the movie also considered a drama I mean by the strictest definition of not being like a comedy or whatever it's a
1: drama but I wouldn't really I wouldn't consider it a drama hmm. drama is not listed on the IMDB the three categories that are listed for this movie um, I wouldn't consider it a drama in so far other than to say like that it's not like a comedy you know what I mean sure damn um uh, to, to to add just a bit of clarification on it, I wouldn't put adventure as the top billing of the categories. But it's definitely one of the three things that's listed on here. And and honestly, one of them I probably would leave off. The other one I would very much leave on and say it's the top billing one.
0: Not ongoing. Hmm. I've probably I've probably seen it. Part of a series. I, I just
1: want to. This is this is gonna be a tough one for me to talk about too. I don't want to rule out that it could continue, but as of right now, it's not ongoing.
0: Okay, great. So we've narrowed it down, but there's still like a million options. <laughs> I
2: feel like.
0: Well, because I'm gonna feel guilty. Yeah, if- yeah. No, that's that's. I think that's important. I I I'm assuming. I'm not gonna say it yet. Yeah, I'm assuming. well no. This is a James Bond movie. It's a James. Yeah, Bond. I was gonna say I. I would. I prob- my gut is that that's ongoing, but to your point, technically, nothing's announced.
1: Yeah, like, Something sure. Did it did just come out. It did just come out, <laughs> so, like, if you had said, is it ongoing, like, six months ago, I would have said yes. But
0: yeah.
1: it's not, because, like, will there probably be one in, like, five years from now? Sure, but, like, at that point, it's not even going to probably necessarily be, quote-unquote, ongoing, and it's going to be, like, another, another reboot, right?
3: Yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. Cool. So you basically have four questions and a guess to figure out which James Bond movie it is.
0: So 60s... Right? Oh, yeah. We said it was before 1970, right? Yes. Okay. So we're talking... That's what makes it interesting, because I'm actually not 100... I
1: have to double double check here. Now that we're in this endgame scenario. Um... I want to find out how many prior to 1970 there are.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Um,
1: so there are one, two, three, four, five. Oh, perfect. That makes it not easy for you. <laughs> there are five movies that came out between
0: 1960 and 1970. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How many questions do I have? Four questions and a guess. Four questions and a guess. I don't know if this is gonna help me because I don't remember the titles of the movies. <laughs> uh, is this the first, second, or third movie? <laughs> that feels like you're <laughs> that cheating. <sighs> <clears throat> I feel like it'd be pr- totally fine to ask if it was the first movie.
1: Oh yeah, it would be totally fine to ask that.
0: What have I asked so far? I don't even know what I have, what information I have. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a James Bond movie. I well, know it came is, out in the 60s. Did I narrow down which bond?
1: No. So I was going to say of the 15 questions that you've asked, only two of them are helpful to you, and it's that it was a James Bond movie in the 1960s. Oh, man. <laughs> um, but I mean it's it's inevitable that like some of the narrowing is always going to lead to this like cuz like at this point, right? The fact that it's an adventure movie is not really fucking helpful, right? Like all James Bond movies are some. Like I would call them Action primarily, which is kind of what I was getting at, but yeah, that's, they're all that's action, fair. they're all action adventure. Some of them are maybe more adventurous than others. I don't know. That's a, a tough one for me to parse, but and like some of them are sci fi. I wouldn't qualify this one as sci-fi. okay. For instance, oh. hang on a second, let me find a movie. Well, actually, I gotta be careful about this because I don't want to like taint the jury pool here, but like I would probably call Die Another Day sci-fi, right? Cuz I oh it's the thing up in outer space and it shoots the sun's beams mm. at the planet, right? Like but not like not everyone
0: is oh, sci-fi. Man. I don't know how to narrow these down. <laughs> like I feel like I could ask one off questions that are not specifically guessing the movie.
1: At this point, like I'm sure there probably is a couple of questions you could ask that would exclude more than one, but like, yeah, you're probably down to reducing like trying to eliminate one movie at a time.
0: The problem, my my main problem is I don't know, I don't remember which ones, <laughs>
1: which ones came out when, which
0: one, like I obviously like I, I th- think the first one, I think the first one's called Doctor No. I can confirm that the first one is called uh, Doctor No. Um, I want to say. Oh man. Here's a question for you, not not a question for the game. Okay. But a question that actually I don't even know if I could really ask you ask you this. I'm gonna ask you it anyway. Is the original Casino Royale actually a James Bond movie?
1: Okay, I was see I was actually gonna like give you that bit of information. First of all, that one came out in like nineteen fifty eight. So, cool. so
0: the- Well actually I didn't I don't think I said sixties. I think I just asked if it was before nineteen seventies and then we like talked about it enough. That eventually we said sixties and we just went with it.
1: Sure, that one is <laughs> not part of like, the, okay, whole, the like property. Eon Alpha Broccoli like yeah movies. I don't know all the details of that one. Was it Peter? Is it Peter Sellers who played Bond in that one?
0: Yeah, that sounds right. Is this is this the fir- well? <laughs> is this the first entry? It's not the first entry. Is it your f- mm, is it your favorite entry of the classics? No. Shit actually no because i think that's also mine which is probably the man with the golden gun right? <laughs> which is not even part oh, of this
1: okay um mine <laughs> isn't the man with the golden gun either mm.
0: i thought yours was um i thought yours was goldfinger
1: i would say i generally have a top 2 of the classics i w- i would probably put my favorite is live and let die,
3: let
0: die. <clears throat> probably was a bad question to ask then I don't know what I don't know what else I don't know what the older ones are. Like I could ra- I could rattle off random names of James Bond movies, and I have no idea when they came out. Uh, you're kinda of, you're kind
1: of in an impasse here, so do you just want me to give you the answer? No.
0: Wait, how many questions do I have left? Two, and I guess. Have I said the name of the movie already? Yes. Oh. <sighs> <laughs> um. Well then if it's not I'm gonna go with Goldfinger. Is it Goldfinger? It's Goldfinger. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It was a dangerous question to ask because like, yeah, like those, <coughs> those two me. are, those are my two favorite of the classic. Okay. Movies, Live, Live and Let Die and Goldfinger. My goodness. I don't, I don't know. Like, I, it kind of honestly depends on my mood, which one is my favorite one. Sure. Um, But yeah, I think the other day was like the 57th anniversary of like it releasing the US. Oh, wow. So it was just on my brain. What an arbitrary
0: anniversary to choose. No, I know. I just just saw
1: like a reference to it the other day. And I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't realize. I never would have been able to tell you what time of year that James Bond came out. And so, uh, yeah, but it just was in my mind. I was like, you know what? I might as well just pick that for fun and games.
0: I was like all ready for it to be the grand Budapest hotel before we started. And I was like <laughs> really hoping that it was so that I can get it in two questions. Like, <laughs> is this an ensemble movie? Yes. Is it the grand Budapest hotel? <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if it wasn't though, that would, that would have been harsh. <laughs> it wouldn't worth it though. It's high risk, high reward for sure.
1: So 1960. So technically all these is, is off by a year, quote unquote, because they came out in the UK before coming out in, the, in America. But hmm. um Dr. No was in 63, Goldfinger 64, uh, Thunderball 65, You Only Live Twice, 67, and On Her Majesty's Secret Service was
0: 69. Mm. Thunderball. Is there a boat in that one? Speedboat?
1: I've never seen all of that one. I've seen parts of it.
0: I think that might have been the first one I've seen. Interesting. Very strange. But, sure. like,
1: you've definitely seen Goldfinger, right? Yes, like I, was, I have I seen was, Goldfinger. I was correct in Goldfinger. being willing finger <laughs> I, I was correct in being willing to, to bet a substantial amount of money on the fact that you had seen it <laughs>
0: yeah it was, a good bet. It was
1: a good bet. i was like i'm like we've definitely talked about the movie before you definitely have seen the movie mm-hmm. and of course <laughs> <laughs> also wait, I, I gotta bring this back up now i was thinking about it i was like trying not to laugh while like um well, while, while you were starting your guesses, hang on a second. I was looking at the like the poster, the classic poster that was on like the IMDb like thing. Mm-hmm. James Bond is back in action. Everything he touches turns to excitement. <laughs> right, because you you're expecting it to be everything he touches turns to gold. Sure. No, everything he ter- touches turns to excitement.
0: My god. It sounds like it was like a it's almost as if it was like a bad translation from another language. (laughs) That's awesome. I think
1: it's just, this was as risque as they could make it in
3: 1964. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god.
0: How ridiculous. Alright, I think it's time for a Flick of the Week. What do you say? Sure. The Matrix Resurrections. How it's happened again.
1: <clears throat> did your notes disappear?
0: No, the the IMDb thing is is just not populating with the information that I need.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was on IMDb, the other, well, it was on the app version of it, and um, it did all sorts of fun banner stuff for the Matrix. Yeah.
0: yeah, great, great banner stuff. There we go. The Matrix Resurrections, released in 2021, rated R with a two-hour and 28-minute runtime. Your IMDb synopsis. Return to a world of two realities, one everyday life, the other what lies behind it. To find out if his reality is a construct to truly know himself, Mr. Anderson will have to choose to follow the White Rabbit once more. Once more, indeed. Into the breach? Oh. Uh, Al, what's your, what's your hot take?
1: A rehash? A refresh? A reboot? A requel? A sequel? <laughs> It's all of these and more. What could and probably should have been a total disaster instead somehow miraculously yields something serviceable and fairly fun. The passionate crew of the WCU, the Wachowski Cinematic Universe, (laughs) collaborators is the glue that holds this together. Seven out of ten.
0: Okay, all right. A pretty cool idea completely bogged down by petty pop shots and a tired, unoriginal outlook on society force-fed to us as a breakthrough perspective. Six out of ten. okay I I, I was fine watching the movie. I, li- I I was engaged the whole time. I thought there were some cool ideas, but ultimately I felt like too much time was spent on some nonsense like like what? Well, f- particularly the exposition about them being forced to meet them
1: I mean they they only spent a little while talking about that they
0: explicitly yes but then there's like i feel like there's constant nods to it throughout it's like we're like rehashing this again and again and again it, it feels it starts to feel petty i guess we'd have to get down
1: and like <clears throat> into the weeds about each individual thing to really get an accounting for that but i thought mostly it was nods afterwards i i i liked more or less the 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 two main conversations with the analyst and with the boss
3: mm-hmm.
1: about how he has to make the movie again or uh, yeah, has to make the game again or whatever. Yeah. Um, specifically <laughs> the part I, that I found to be really useful actually um, because remember, I, I feel like I was the more skeptical of this than you. Mm-hmm. even when it was announced um, where he says, wait, you know, you, they can't make the game without me. And he goes, Oh no, actually they can. Yeah. And, like that whole, that whole bit of that conversation to me felt really important where it's like, okay, you're left with an impossible choice of i can continue to stand on my morals and not do this thing because i don't really want to and i don't really have any more to say on this as of right now but you're gonna do it and possibly fuck it up and even if i'm zero percent involved with it it's gonna be assigned to me Mm -hmm. that's not something i can abide but also i really have just stated i don't want to do it but i'm gonna do it anyway to prevent that whole thing, you like, like it's literally the perfect trap, right? Like you can't not engage at that point.
0: I guess, Um but in doing so, it's like either go all in or don't. But I thought that they they did after a point. Like I thought they
1: they they, they did do the coy will they won't they thing in the first third of the movie, and they talked in circles around it some, <clears throat> and then they do the movie.
0: Did you just say for the first third of the movie? Yes, but then they do the movie. Yes, that's a problem.
1: Sure, I didn't give it a ten out of ten. Yeah, <laughs>
0: that's uh, I, I. It definitely. It for me. It, it took a while to get to that point. There's a, and then of course, like I think what that ends up doing for me, like while I'm watching it, is I just instead of when they finally get moving, instead of now being on board, now I'm getting nitpick. I think that's what ends up happening.
1: So. The only thing I really actually nitpicked was early on in the movie, mm. um, and maybe you can actually help me with some of this a little bit, explaining sure. to me the whole thing with the modal and everything. It was
0: just a program running inside of another program. It was like a like an emulation of the game running inside of another. Yeah, game.
1: I got that because I went and did a little outside research to try and understand because that's not a term I'm familiar with in my. Yeah, basic that's not how modal is, programming.
0: is used.
1: Well, that was the gist that I got from reading it. I was like, that feels like a real stretch of that definition. No, you remember
0: how before before the show started, you were talking about um, a dialogue box that popped up? Yeah, that's a modal.
1: Okay, that when I was reading, I was pretty sh- when I was reading about what a modal was, I was pretty sure that's what I got out of it was yeah. that's basically what it was. Um, so I was really confused about the deployment of that term and and the fact that the person in the modal knew they were in the modal and broke out of the modal, but not with the person who put them in the modal to begin
0: with. I, I say, was really confused by all that. And after a certain point, I was like, you know what? It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't, but there is something... like there's, that, that's made, that may be a hidden jab. Because modals are like notoriously hated by engineers. <laughs> yeah. Designers seem to love them. <laughs> but they suck.
1: Well, I mean, who wouldn't want... <laughs> I have this important thing I need you to do right now. Yeah. And everything else is going to be superseded by this thing that I want you to do. Yeah. Right? And when you're designing something... I have determined that at this moment that is the most important thing. So fuck everything else. Yeah, this is what we're handling, and I can understand it again with my very limited understanding of of programming how that could present problems. Like, say, well, when you say this has to take precedence right now, that feels like that's setting you up for crashing what's running in the
0: map. yeah. It's it's more like it's blocking of other things and like performance of like well, there, well, I mean, there's I'm still sure, a bunch but, of shit behind it so do we stop that do we yeah
1: that's what I'm getting at so I mean I'm sure knowing that you make it not crash
0: mm-hmm.
1: but I imagine that's tedious Imagine <laughs> it,
0: it's kind of like reinventing the wheel in a, in, in a certain aspect too because imagine you have this thing called a browser mm-hmm. and the browser has this window that you could paint on and it resizes normally and you can move things around we're going to put something on top of that, <laughs> and we have to paint in it and resize it normally <laughs> and manage scrolling <laughs> and, and move things around, <laughs> but it's not going to just be done for us. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, that's my relationship with modals. I hate them. Yeah. So
1: anyway, I was I was wondering if that would give me any insight into how uh, that all happened, and it sounds like the answer is no because they really stretched the definition
0: of it. Yeah, like that's how it's commonly used in software engineering. I mean, technically, uh, I think a modal is like a blocking piece. Like it's basically something that live, like it's living inside of something else, but it's autonomous. Like it's like it's just one piece. It does. It's not really interacting with something else. It's just kind of running in its own. Which I guess. So the, by the like the strictest tech
1: yeah. definition, this was correct. But Maybe not, not how way. it's commonly used daily, Most, but like yes, yeah, okay. But technically,
0: yeah, it's fine. And I I wanted to I really wanted to argue against it, but then like as the movie was going on, I was like, I mean, I, I, I could I, I the movie was happening, and I I was kind of totally wrapped up in the terminology well, they were I, using. I
1: I did pause at one point in, like in that whole conversation because I was like, or like in one of the conversations about it because like I I feel like maybe I'm missing something here that's going to allow me to fully embrace and understand what's going on. So I just paused the movie spent, you know, eight minutes online, like reading some stuff about it. And yeah. Came, like I was like, I feel like I understand the definition of it now, but I'm not really any closer to some revelation as to why it's so important that this is a modal in the movie. Yeah. And I, I think I fully understand the situation now, but I don't understand how it applies a hundred percent in the movie in the perspective of like, morpheus in the modal doesn't have a human analog he's connected to and also the ai representation that has become morpheus shouldn't be able to exist but so how does he
0: because it's just a com- he's just a computer program
1: no i understand but my point was he was a computer program inside of another computer program sure there shouldn't have been a way for him to break out of that. There shouldn't have been a way for bugs to have been able to
0: access him. Well, she was basically, she was inside of the matrix and within there going a level deeper.
1: I guess, you know what it is, is I I would probably have to go back and watch it again from the, 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 like I'd probably have to go back and watch the first third of the movie again. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Now that I have the whole rest of the movies understanding. Sure. So that first scene when Bugs and what was the other character's name? Sequoia um, were watching essentially the first scene from the first movie. Right. Was that them watching his modal?
0: They were in it at okay. that point. Yeah.
1: I mean, again, I don't really know how they would have accessed that, but fine. If that's what we're saying, then, okay, I guess I get it now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I guess like logistically, he probably recreated, he, 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 he basically created the matrix within the matrix so i guess maybe the same mechanics apply because he had the mindset for it
1: i'm just like so like this is inception right where yeah. they hack your dream and then hack the next level of your that's dream right. right. they they hack the matrix and then the next level of the matrix that's how i understand it okay yeah all right then i guess we're all on the same page here and i get it now so my like it wasn't like a a gripe or like me yelling like potholes just like i just didn't fully understand just, yeah, the no, relationship that's, that's there fair. So, okay. So, I mean, I'm good with all of that now. That was really the only nitpicky thing it was just like, I needed clarification there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I didn't really find them griping. It's, it's You know, it's their prerogative to, I mean, Family Guy for years was fighting from the inside where they would take pot shots at Fox mm-hmm. while being on Fox. Like this isn't a new phenomenon. Sure. Um, you f- figure out what the lines are. And if the lines are, oh, listen, you are making me make this movie. I finally come up with a story I kind of want to tell about it. I'm going to take shots, and you can tell me what crosses the line, but...
0: I will say, as far as this, like the actual, the core concept of the story, I thought was really cool. Right? Like that the machines f- fixed the broken dead bodies <laughs> of Neo and Trinity, reinserted yeah, well, I- them to stabilize the Matrix in mm-hmm. this new version, which I guess is 7?
1: Oh, I don't remember.
0: Whatever. Well, I we don't we don't actually know, do we? Because like We don't cuz it's been so much time.
1: Well, I was going to say also like uh, if I recall the in the second one, the architect seems to intimate that there's probably been like 50 versions of the matrix.
0: No, he it's it's specifically there's been 5 before. Or, okay, it, I couldn't remember. There's, like, I just, I I it was a specific number.
1: I just know there five. was so many it's like he basically said there was like so many versions of the one like that keep coming like each time like it kept iterating within the program mm. but that exception kept getting thrown so it felt like like there was like many many times that it happened but maybe
0: each time wasn't a new matrix per se yeah maybe I'm not yeah I, I always was curious about that too like how long because if the one is to handpick was he handpick 20 <coughs> something people to repopulate Zion after they destroy it wouldn't they know the history I was always a little confused about and that then, as well. And then do they have to phase out? Like does it take a really long time for us to get to this stage again? Like generations yeah, I, and generations so that it's just stories?
1: It yeah, it sounded like to me in the in the original one, right? Like that uh well, the original trilogy, right? That when the one died, a new one didn't necessarily come about immediately, but it was inevitable right, like that over one time, would come in. It was, at a, some rounding point. Point. It was yes, a mundane yes. detail. <laughs> yes. So some mundane detail. <laughs>
0: But uh, yeah, this was strange because somebody in the real world remembers everything, Naomi. Yes, like she's, so like it's not like it, it hasn't been that long. Mm-hmm. Although they made it sound like it was, I I feel like they threw around like sixty years at one point. Correct, which explains why she looks very old. But she doesn't look like, like that. I mean, how old is she supposed to be? I mean,
1: like Jada Pinkett Smith was probably like. Thirty-five in the Matrix so Two and Three got to be in
0: like the ninety-five, 90, yeah. Yeah, 95. Okay, I guess I guess I guess she could have been ninety-five there. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Fine. <clears throat> That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> Which, by the way, like, let's just take the moment to like talk about that. I thought it was cool that they brought her back. I had no idea she was in this.
0: Yeah, that was that was that was a cool nod. I one of the things I was, I, and, we, s-
1: and I think I think we need at least one person who was there, right? Yeah. Cause like we understand that Neo and Trinity are unreliable narrators to this point
0: mm-hmm. because
1: essentially they've gone through brainwashing. They, they got what Cypher wanted yeah. that we didn't think was possible. They got it and they didn't want it.
0: Ignorance is bliss, baby.
1: Um, which is funny how it switches like that. Yeah. Um, but we need at least one real person. We end up getting a couple others, right? But we needed one real person who was outside of the matrix who could connect the two timelines together so i liked that
0: yeah yeah it was in- it was interesting i i i was really curious like one of my things that i had always thought about like with the previous what well, before this movie came out i was like it would be a pretty cool concept if zion if like zion is also a simulation mm-hmm. and like it's just one level deeper to abstract out the anomaly further to give them more time and, or even
1: just just as a false flag, right? Right. Where it's like, and I
0: was wondering when the movie kicked off and they were discussing the modal thing. I was wondering if, like, oh, is that what we're gonna do? Like, is this foreshadowing for like that real world that we thought was the real world wasn't? And it's actually that was
1: the Matrix. This was all the modal.
0: Yeah. And I and I thought that's what was gonna happen for a little while there. It didn't, which <laughs> is fine. I liked I I again conceptually what they did. Like as far as this actual storyline is. I thought it was pretty cool. I just thought there wasn't a, lot, a ton to it, and it wasn't, like, explored a lot. Like,
1: uh, I mean, as an extension of the original one, it's more of a a theme and a feeling than it is a story, right? Like, the, yeah. it's really – it's not telling us anything new. It's reinforcing why the original was so important, which ultimately was kind of what I figured would be the best case scenario for this movie to be. Sure. And that's a really fine line to walk because even the best case scenario doesn't necessarily have to be any good. Yeah. Um, and this ended up ending slightly above that mark for me. So that's that's good because I was worried this was going to be like a five because like, okay, this is just the same thing over again. And mm-hmm. like, that's why... Which like, it was is for kinda,
0: a, a big chunk.
1: Sure. Uh, sometimes literally, right? Where yeah. they're playing clips and they have explanation for why they're doing that. And that's fine.
0: <laughs> they're um, like, huh? huh? Nostalgia? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you know, like, if you're gonna if you're going to, like as as I feel like I've kind of like coined the phrase somewhat weaponized nostalgia,
3: mm-hmm.
1: um at least have the cover of some sort of explanation, even if it's somewhat flimsy, which theirs is somewhat flimsy. At least like you're coming out and saying, hey, listen, yeah, this like we're just kind of playing on the nostalgia here, so at least we'll give you a reason why we're doing it. Yeah. You know, and, and we'll try and find a way to to stitch it all together instead of just doing it. And actually, like we're not doing it.
0: Here's one thing that I found I didn't understand fully. And actually maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm piecing it together now. They gave Morpheus not being Lawrence Fishburne and being the same ish character made sense in that he was a character within the modal that escaped to the Matrix and then event and then is projected into the real world. So like he is the character that Thomas Anderson created within the program that represents some memory that he doesn't even know he has of yes. this character. So it, it that piece makes sense, right? <clears throat> his boss is Smith, mm-hmm. right? Why isn't Smith... Um. Oh my God, his name is gone from my memory. Please hold. Hugo Weaving? Why isn't Smith Hugo Weaving? Like, did he escape from the modal too on his own? Similar to how, like, they no, extracted so what, what- Morpheus from the modal but was the Smith got- within the modal Did he managed to make his way out because he observed the, the breakdown in the system and was able to do it.
1: What I got from it was from what he was saying was, I don't think he was ever in the modal. I think that when the analyst created this new version of the matrix and uploaded all of the component parts, remember they talked about like the architect and, yeah. and, and the Oracle talk and, and, a couple of the Merovingian, I guess they talked That's about
0: great. that. Piece, deleted, that bit was great.
1: <laughs> they they talked about deleting old programs mm-hmm. that were from previous versions of the matrix. Yeah. And how some of them chose not to be deleted. And they like, that was what, what, what was the name of the, 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 the Asian guy who was the, the martial arts guy in the second and third one. He was one of those programs, wasn't he from an older version who refused to be deleted. And the Oracle found a new purpose for him.
0: Yeah. I don't remember the character. Oh, name, yeah. oh, oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I don't I know what the character just, name is either.
1: So Sites? I
0: no. What's his name? Damn. I also just watched Reloaded. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: He that that's just, yeah, him and, and Neo have the fight scene, and then he introduced him to the Oracle. Um, so I got the impression that's what Smith was, where like when the analyst created the new version, Smith retained enough of the memory of the previous version that He's like, no, I'm not getting deleted. I got a new lease on life here. I have another chance to control the Matrix or exist within the Matrix. He's just biding his time until he can find a way to get the upper hand on the analyst. And Mm. it's finding a way to right, right. Because he ultimately helps Neo break free and get his consciousness of what's going on. Sure. So that they can combine their powers to usurp the analyst. And then he's like, Oh yeah, no, like that was just a, an alliance of convenience. I'm still planning on being in charge here and you're the way of that. Now I'm going to kill you. Like, it's like, that's what the final act of the movie is (laughs) about.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, but that's one of those
1: things where like, you keep your friends close, you keep your enemies closer. And Neo was his, his, his match made enemy from the inception. Right. So he kept Neo right there until the moment he could find a way to make it all work. Right.
0: Yeah. I guess my problem is, like, what I'm not following is, like, the Merrill and, like, a bunch of those other people, like, they are the same. They looked and they were the same people. Thomas Anderson is is Keanu Reeves. His reflection, like, the, the way other people see him is not that person.
1: But it's because he's not conscious of it. I think that Smith is conscious, so he chooses to present a different look.
0: Is that the idea? I,
1: that's That's my supposition based on... Because he's coming at it with a, I know who I am and what I'm about. Whereas Neo is taking the blue pill and suppressing his knowledge and awareness of everything. So he doesn't even realize that that's what his appearance looks like. Otherwise, I, he would make himself look the way he views himself.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. I can get behind that. It's a, it's an interesting um, little bit of forced writing because you can't have the person come back, I guess. Yeah. Um so we'll just get Kristoff from Frozen. Which is fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> kind of wish there was a reindeer, too.
1: It would have been good if they had, like, a paperweight on his desk.
0: Oh, yeah, that would, that would have been perfect. That would, that would, have, been, that would have been good. Uh, I've got one one thing that maybe you could explain to me that was really just... I, I almost couldn't... I had to rewind it and rewatch the scene because I was so caught up on what just happened that was bothering me that I like missed what was going on when they go and they extract, they're going to extract Trinity, right? They're going to hijack her hot wire or whatever they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Yaya. number two <laughs> has to go in. <laughs> he, he's got a, he turns himself into like pebbles. You know, he's like little, he's like what he's like magnetic dust. Right. And he goes yeah. in through this tube and he like breaks through the, the force field barrier thing. Really awesome stuff, the way they did yeah. that, right? How like, he infiltrates the thing. And then... And then then Bugs is there. <laughs> I was like, wait. <laughs> how did you get in here?
1: Oh, she wrote on the back of the bird thing.
0: And she was just able to go through the force field?
1: Or around it, or over it, or whatever.
0: <laughs> you can't go over it. <laughs> you, go, you go around it, you're still outside.
1: They, I mean, they hacked something, right? And, or they, what did they switch positions, right? And then, and Morpheus 2 took her spot when they hacked it or whatever. I'm not like getting that back. No, no.
0: She, she, Bugs goes in. They, like, replaced the connection with Bugs' connection.
1: No, I'm talking about before that. Oh. Um, cause Sati says, by the way, that was cool bringing her back. Yeah. Um, obviously, different actress having Pranka Chopra play her or whatever, but, like, um, the, she was like the representation of that weird eagle thing, right? Some sort of bird eagle thing that was like friends with Niobe, who was one of the AI. Yeah, um, I'm I'm probably blurring the order of operations. The robot here. owl, yeah, the robot owl. So like. When they're talking through the plan and then show I always like that when you're doing like a quote unquote heist
0: type of thing. Yeah, that they're doing it and describing they're, they're it. They're s-
1: describing it and then they show it mm-hmm. and like they, they can kill two birds with one stone like that way, which is kind of kind of a fun, like shorthand way to do that. Yeah. Um they hacked one of the machines to get it to bring them up there, right? Because they, they basically needed a Trojan horse, and that's what they created by hacking one of the machines. Why did Cause the whole thing was like they needed like, because they were saying right like oh like we need the we need the machines to, like, they they collect they harvest the bodies when the time comes each one yeah. to like use it for power or whatever, they hacked one to, I think they did they put her in a pot or I forget like to basically like oh it's your time I'm selecting you and it sends it up there, like it sends it in like inside the facility and then like they're able to like hack it and like go in because you're now past the error, because you're in the facility is that what they did. I think so. I maybe so. I'm saying I'm misremembering the order of operations. That's the thing. Here. Is
0: I don't remember what happened. I don't. Re- I really don't remember anything that happens with her except for I remember Morpheus going through this whole rigmarole to get there, and then he gets onto Trinity's pod, and they pan the camera over right, and Bugs is there.
1: <laughs> I just remember. I just remember the robot owl flying up into there too. So I forget yeah. exactly what happened there, but I remember not being confused by that sequence, so So I'd have to rewatch it to remember the details, but I I think they covered their bases on that one.
0: Sure. As much as they can be, I guess. (laughs) And then there was the whole thing of like, okay, we're gonna disconnect. We're gonna live. We're gonna do it live. We're gonna unplug Trinity.
1: I was confused by that at first until it actually played out. I was like, okay, I guess I kind of get it now. Like, like they needed... Remember, the whole thing was for this version of the Matrix to exist, they need... People with the level of knowledge and power that Trinity and Neo had, mm-hmm. but they needed they needed them close enough together that they could feed off each other, but far enough away that they couldn't connect and usurp the power Blow of the Matrix. Up. Yeah. So, with Neo gone, they shifted all the brunt of that to Trinity. So to yank her out cold turkey would have had the whole Matrix collapse. Right. But Bugs having the knowledge with the level of hacking they did of the Matrix, she had the knowledge. And the power to be able to yeah the power. <laughs> to be able to sustain yeah. it for just long enough to get her
0: oh because they disconnect her and they just reconnect her right back in
1: they they disconnect her from their facility and reconnect her on their yeah turtles. they
0: take they unplug her cat five and they plug their new cat six their fancy new cat six cable if you say cat so. seven whatever whatever we're up to these days the ethernet cable that you just out down in the back of the TV it's just a, when they took the one out of the system they had there. They use their shiny new one. Gold-plated, even. And then... <laughs> they took her out. And then they fly out. No problem.
1: Yes. Because I think the... the They plug her basically into the owl. And right. the owl has, like, a, a, a Wi-Fi connection to the Matrix.
0: Can we talk about the terrifying mechanics of the human garbage disposal? It's always been horrifying.
1: Since the first one.
0: That... I don't remember that bit of it. Like, I don't think they've ever shown that. Where, like, I guess if you die in the tube, they just flush it and they drop you down this garbage disposal.
1: Yeah, I and mean, they showed that in the first one. Did they? Yeah, when Neo gets out. Yeah. They show... Or it might have been while Morpheus is showing him on the television screen oh, like, what it was all about.
0: when he slides through the thing. Yeah. No, but this was, like... these. This was a whole bunch of, like, blades and stuff were in that tube.
1: Well, I think they... Learned from Neo Escape. Yeah,
0: that's probably what it was. Still, <laughs> it's terrifying. You know
1: terrifying how this thousand. would stop happening?
0: We just grind them up, chop them to bits, <laughs> <laughs> and then we make Neo patties.
1: <laughs> Which is why they, you know, they pop open the pod and they they pull him out from the top instead of allowing him to go through the tube.
0: Sure. <laughs> that's right. The I liked the. um... I thought what they did with the mirrors was cool.
1: I was a little confused by the mirrors because they obviously extrapolated and expanded upon the mirror in the first one.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I was a little confused because like the way you get him out is to have him go through the mirror, but then he starts to go through the mirror and then he ends up on the other side of the mirror. Well, now they don't want him in the mirror because the analyst is trying to pull him through the mirror. I was a little confused by that. But other than that, everything up to that point where like Morpheus is showing him the whole thing of the mirror. And yeah.
0: Well, it seems through. like it's a portal, right? And then I guess the, the analyst just, Hijacked what they already hijacked.
1: Sure, which yeah to that point we didn't know he was the analyst, so sure. I guess that's probably why I was confused by it at that
0: point. But that makes sense. <clears throat> I, you know, when they show Trinity's, like, I had a vision of like how this goes, and like they show like the falling from the sky and like crashing into the top of a car.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I was convinced until it happened, and then that's not what it was. I was like, oh my god, it's going to be like a reflective sunroof of a car that's a mirror <laughs> and they're going to like time it just right. And that's how they're going to get out. And I thought that would have been amazing. Yeah. And then what they did was really cool, but I already had a cooler idea. So I think yeah. it just took away from it. Cause how oh, awesome true. would it have been if they were just like, if he was just like <laughs> jump and then just like jump out of a window and then go well, through this reflective sunroof.
1: I liked what they did on the train, right? Where it's like, that's that mirror too small. It's like, no, nah, if you get really close to it though, it's not as small. I'm that's like, right. <laughs> Okay, why not? It's like, if I just get really... And oh, God, I'm through the mirror.
0: <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> um, choreography was a little weak this time around.
1: In some scenes. I, I thought it was good in some scenes. I thought it was less good in other scenes. I think they had a bigger cast of people who were fighting, and yeah. maybe less of them were martial arts inclined. Sure. Like, they probably should have leaned on Jessica Henwick more, because she is one of the few people in here who, like, we know is good at martial arts it's obviously going to get harder and harder on like carrie and moss and keanu reeves like Mm -hmm. even though he knows how to fight or whatever and like she did it for the original movies like they're getting older now
0: yeah no and then ultimately uh why so why can trinity fly now
1: the the, what i kind of took from it was remember he had all these powers Mm -hmm. and he's the one and they kept going to the whole, like, like, well, I never bought into the power of the one, or I never bought into the, yeah. the one. And when you consider that the analyst figured out that whether or not Neo's the one is irrelevant, the it, the fact that he fights for her, basically, and that she brings out the best in him, and she'll always go to the end for him, mm-hmm. um, it's their link together. So I imagine that by redistributing power of the matrix through the two of them they kind of redistributed the powers because he mm. seemed to have kept the ability to manipulate the force essentially that was pretty cool which was- she didn't have yeah and he lost the power flight which she now had so right. that was kind of what I got out of that
0: when, I, when they were on the bike I was like I've seen you so far in this movie I've seen you hold it for a bit and we're on the bike I'm like just make a make a nice bubble just make a nice bubble <clears throat> everything's fine no one can get you
1: you know, I didn't think they were fair. I watched the pitch meeting yesterday. I didn't think they were fair. Oh, I didn't fun see it. Force, yeah, they're making fun of the the force thing. I was like, oh, come on, like they gotta do new things and also take into account the fact that Keanu Reeves is twenty years older.
0: Yeah, I I, I thought that thing was kind of cool. So did I. Um, <laughs> I did think it was really funny, and I, it also even makes more sense. I thought it was really funny when he's like, "Can you can you fly?" And he goes, and he jumps up in the air. And he goes, "Nope."
1: <laughs> well it's great too because they have like the setup they do the you know da-da, 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 music yeah, no, they used to yeah, and,
0: no. <laughs>
1: and he gets into the stance and you see him use the force push thing against the ground to launch himself yeah. but it just launches himself like the distance he would if he jumped
0: <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty great but by the end he can fly again is that because they've touched and they've like shared powers now or something
1: could he or did she just like throw him into the room I forget
0: oh they fly out at the end
1: Oh, okay, because like they like show up in the room. Like I, I don't know why I kind of got like the the thought that like she just kind of like slung him into the room. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. maybe he was able to learn how to fly again. I don't remember.
0: I I think the the sequels are interesting. I think this one I, I actually kind of like story wise. I like what was going on in this more than than the third movie. Um, I like the reveals of the second movie. I think that's kind of cool. But ultimately. It was so much better, in my opinion. Like when it was just the first movie, and it ended, and it felt so cool. Like, well, I'm out now. Like, so you better look out. Like, I didn't need the resolution. Like, just the whole like I'm coming to save everybody was so cool.
1: I don't know if you have a good story. I always want to see what you could do next.
0: Well, that's the thing is, I don't know that there's. <clears throat> maybe it's just maybe it could have been that I I didn't. I think everything that came after the first one cheapened it a bit.
1: I never felt that way. And maybe it was different. Like, did you watch the first one when it came out? Yeah. See, I didn't. I didn't watch it until like 10 years ago. I went to the
0: Atrium Cinemas on Staten Island to see it with Carly.
1: Okay. So I watched the the first three, like, not like in consecutive days, but like in a short span of time, like 10 years ago. So like, to me, it felt like a natural progression. Sure. I appreciate it as a trilogy. I know a lot of people don't, but most of the people who don't watch the first one and then watch the second and third one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it the second and third one felt like yeah, they, they feel very disjointed when you when you have that much time between them. It's interesting. To um, me, it felt natural. I mean, I
1: still think the first one's the best of them, hmm. but it felt like a natural progression to me. Hmm. Like obviously you see like there's an upgrade in technology between them, but like and the two the 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 second and third feel so close together because they were shot together, right? Um, so I don't know. I I like the second and third people more, the second and third one more than the consensus. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Think I, I'm and gonna, I may,
0: think I'm gonna may, I'm gonna go one one two four three is probably my my rankings of these.
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely the overall story of the third is the 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 weakest, just because at that point it's just ra- it's wrapping up a lot of plot. Mm-hmm. Lines more so than expanding a lot of new ones up until like the final act when we decide we're going to try and harmonize with the Machine City. Yeah. um But I, I mean, I like I like all of them, and I think that's maybe that's why I like this one more too, is because I again I feel like it still feels like a natural progression to me. But I have that baseline of those three all feeling like a natural progression. Sure. To me. Sure. Um, I really like some of what they did. I I do think the first the transition from Act One to Act Two and to get onto the storyline is clunky it is um i i like it's just it feels like the the sum was less than the Or sorry the, the whole was less than the sum of its parts because i liked a lot of the component pieces but i didn't necessarily think they fit to cl- together sure. cleanly um but i liked a lot of what was going on the whole thing of like what would it look like to be trapped in the matrix and not know how to get out of it
3: mm-hmm. right
1: because the first one he does he feels like he's trapped in the matrix and then he's given the tools to get out and he does and this one he kind of is like no no i have to resist that that's not Way for me, and that was, watching
0: that—that that bit of it was a really cool concept.
1: It is, but it doesn't necessarily fit in the traditional "quote unquote" hero's journey of no. presented with a problem and then try to reach a solution, right? Because it's actively trying to impede that connective tissue. Which I understand why they did it, and I think it's thematically satisfying. But it doesn't fit from a narrative perspective to make it a clean transition there yeah it it feels disjointed because it is disjointed and so it's tough to have your cake and eat it too in that situation because it just like by design they don't work together in harmony Mm -hmm. um but i liked what they did with that. i liked the the start with like how we kind of get this like the set the board of oh okay so like this is the story we're going with. It's he made the matrix and it's a series of games. And, Oh, that's the story from those things. And that was kind of cool because that's, it is the, like hide it in plain sight, right? We, we can't make you forget these things happen. So yeah. let's twist your memories of how it happened. And I think that's part of why I appreciated this one. Maybe reading this alongside of 1984 or watching this alongside of reading 1984 made me appreciate it even more because 1984 is basically just how like totalitarian governments, Uh, Gaslight an entire public Mm -hmm. And this movie is about Individual and collective gaslighting Which When you consider how this all along has been Allegory for trans people I mean Always, like even still now But even more so when they were less Accepted Mm -hmm. 20 and 30 and 40 and 50 years ago I have to imagine I'm not trans So I couldn't possibly actually Sympathize Sure. But trying to empathize and understand, I have to imagine up until the point in which you finally just say "fuck it, all of you," I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna live in this way. You are gaslit, right? Mm -hmm. You're a man. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Right. So we saw that implicitly with the original series, and now we see it more explicitly, and it comes from the perspective of they were still living as men in. The public life, the Wachowskis, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: When the first three movies, they were credited on the original movies as the Wachowski brothers. Right. They're not anymore. They are embracing their life as women. So we now are seeing what that looks like explicitly. Okay, this is how we want to introduce you to the topic. Now we're going to tell you how it
2: is. Mm-hmm.
1: And this is how it is. It's your world telling you that your experience and knowledge is wrong.
3: Right. Yeah,
1: And your memories are wrong. And how does a mind stay sane? through All that you know, because like that—that's the, the one of the big things that keep come back to in 1984. Two plus two equals four, but sometimes it equals five, and sometimes it equals three. And for you to be able to stay sane, you have to be able to keep all those three things in your head, and they're only what they are supposed to be. When, but when I tell you it's five, you have to forget that it's four.
0: Mm-hmm. And then that's a, the, that's what's
1: going on here right like you know
0: and the constant like um nods to like the self-doubt like there's a there is a certain aspect there's a certain point in it right where neo or thomas anderson is like it's it just seems easier to accept that he's crazy yeah and like that's like and it, like he even talks about like how he kind of just gave like i just kind of gave up yeah and that's uh, it's it's really dark when you look at it through that lens um
1: that's the only way you can look at it. And yeah. Like that's where <coughs> that's where like the theme transcends the narrative, like where it's like okay, like I feel like this is repetitive or this is it's like yes, it is because you're seeing the other side of the coin now. Now it's it's all
0: out in the open, so this is how it really was. You know what's interesting though, like all of that's is I feel like that stuff is really strong and and like well reflected in the story. But th- I, on top of that though, I feel like th- That those things were getting diminished by some of the other things that they harped on, like just the commentary on society and like addiction to technology and stuff like that. Like we, they did that part of it already, and I feel like they had something new to say.
1: So I I guess what what you have to. This is me. I I haven't actually really read too much. I've read a couple of little snippets Mm. of some stuff with like um, the the press that they did. But this is me trying to stitch it together from having, you know, watched the movie and and trying to make sense of it all. And just to see like where I stand with it all. And I think when you take the component parts of I didn't want to make this movie. Mm. I felt compelled to make this movie. Well, if I'm going to make this movie, there's certain things I have to there's boxes I have to check for the studio for this to be a Matrix movie. But there's boxes I have to check for myself. Bullet time. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Um, and 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 to be fair, right? What's bullet time? What's the next thing we're going to do? What's the new bullet time? Right. It's the swarm, which I thought was kind of cool. That was cool. Right? Yeah. I thought that whole thing was was pretty cool. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, there you go. Um, but I'm going to also check the boxes for me. These are the things I have to do to do a Matrix movie. And it's, I told you, I tried to, Lead the horse to water with the original movies of this is what the trans experience is like and being gaslit by everyone you know. And now I'm gonna tell you what it is, and you don't have to like it, but you're gonna understand mm. now what it's like to be told that you're wrong about things that people are telling you like it's an opinion and you know right. it to be a fact right. And that's not comfortable, easy watching. It's not sure, shit ain't fun sure. watching um. So I, I appreciate it for what it is, even if I didn't necessarily enjoy it, but I don't think I was supposed to enjoy mm. it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I guess everyone's mileage with that will be different, and I don't blame anyone for not enjoying it, because, I, again, I don't think you're really supposed to, but I, to, to take it for what it's worth and how it reflects upon the larger story, I get it, and so I'm good with it. And I can see where sometimes trying to stitch those two narratives together strains at the seams. Mm. But the other part, I didn't think they were totally incongruent. Like I thought they found a way to make it work. It was clunky in some places, but I, for the most part, I thought they made it work. And it, I think it was more than just the whole, the technology and this and that. I, I thought the, you know, the first movies was about breaking free, right? Mm. Breaking free on many levels, right? Cause it's the, it's the, the trans metaphor again, but it's also, you know, breaking free of the government and breaking free of people who are trying to control you in whatever form. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause that can be read across anyone who feels oppressed or confined or whatever. And this one, it's why it's kind of like the, like the, like rehash or re requel or sequel or whatever. It's okay. We had the fight. We thought we won. Maybe we did. Maybe we didn't. Maybe we did for a time, but in order to keep the freedom you earned, you have to be willing to step back up and fight for it again and again and again. And that's the only way. That anything really, truly gets won is to keep fighting that fight every day. Mm -hmm. And that, that, I mean, maybe like people do get tired, right? Eventually people who are passionate fervent fighters for freedom or for whatever, when they win a victory, big or small, eventually you get tired of fighting. Um, And so maybe this movie isn't for you because you got tired of the fight or maybe you embrace it because you're only getting into the fight or whatever. Like, I think, you know, I think this movie is kind of a litmus test for wherever the person watching it is in their life.
0: Hmm. Maybe I, I, <laughs> what I think all of the things that you're saying are important. And I think that there's a lot, I think there is a lot of that in the movie, but I do think that that first, maybe it is mostly the pacing of the first third and all of the, I just, I, I, in my opinion, there were too many jabs at, at, being forced to do it, that was taking away from all of that stuff, mm-hmm. um, and that's the stuff that ended up like. But what so I'm saying I, I, I don't
1: know if you can have these things without <coughs> those things, you know? Because mm. like, I think the Wachowskis have clearly been at a point now where you have to have some studio involvement to get big movies or TV shows or whatever made, right? Like, like you can have your own control to do whatever you want, but you're gonna have to do something small budget. That sure, right? like you can't do big budget without. Studio help. Like mm-hmm. you can't like, the, like the, the, those people don't have as rich as they are. They don't have the money to do that. Right. So by bringing, inviting that in, you're doing the thing you're giving into the thing that you're fighting, right? You're mm-hmm. allowing a power broker to come in and control you to whatever extent, but they're also not here to be controlled anymore. At this point, they're going to live their life the freest way that they possibly can. Mm-hmm. So everything is going to be a fight and everything is going to be reminding you over and over. You don't own me. Mm-hmm. You may think you do. You may own this much of me, but you don't own me. You don't. Right. So, like, you don't own my movie. You may have paid for the movie, and you may get some concessions, but I'm going to fight you every step of the way, mm. and I'm going to keep making sure it lets you know that at at worst, we're partners. I think it's my movie. You think it's your part, your movie. You know, the best compromises leave everyone unhappy. Okay, right?
0: I can, It's, I can get it's behind, our movie. I can get behind this this argument. It I, it it comes through and it breaks the movie down a little bit, but. It's valid.
1: I mean, I I think, like, just watching, I think that's what it is, right? Like, every time you feel like you're kind of, like, comfortable and you're in what's going on, it's like, no, 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 I'm going to remind you. I'm still here. This is still my movie. I'm (laughs) going to do what I want to do. You know what I mean? Every step of the way, I'm going to do what I want to do.
3: Interesting.
0: Interesting. I would like to rewatch it again all the way through. I I had to break up my viewing, like, two or three times, which is, luckily, I was able to, like... The time it worked out perfectly, where it was like at a transition to like the next thing they were doing. So like I yeah. was able, it 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 was pretty seamless as far as reconnecting to it. Um, <coughs> except that one where it didn't resume from where I stopped, which I was like, what the hell? That's was annoying. <laughs> uh-huh. But I would like to rot, like you know like sit down and watch it again, all the way through, without breaks. Especially with some of these, with thinking about like the things that bothered me about it up front. I might be able to brush them aside if I am going through the whole movie because I actually. I did break after the first act, and then I had to sit with that for a while, which is probably why it's also so prominent. <laughs> right.
1: It's funny because, like, your grade's not a terrible grade. No, because there's also- parts of it that you like. Yeah, yeah. Most of those parts seem to be the second and third act. And now that you're explaining this to me, it makes a little bit more sense because I've been trying to, there's been some dissonance in how you've been talking about it, where it's mm. like, some of what we're talking about, it feels like you hate this movie. And then other parts no. we're talking about, it seems like you really liked it. And I'm having trouble I really, getting the pieces the, to fit. The,
0: no, I mean, I think it's pretty straightforward. I I think that the concept, as far as the Matrix is concerned, and the story there, I like what they did. I like mm. the idea of how I, I like the reintroduction, bringing, rebuilding the characters into the Matrix, having to free them again this kind of a cycle within a cycle basically, because they didn't, didn't reboot the matrix entirely, but it's like a reinsertion. Like you were saying I thought that whole mm-hmm. concept was really cool. <clears throat> the new rules about like putting them close together to, to feed the power. I, I thought all the mechanics of it, I thought were great. Yeah. Um, I thought they would implemented some really, I loved the idea of being able to let the program live in the real world via, the projection yeah. of like the magnetic field stuff that they did. That was awesome. Like all of those oh. things that were created, I thought we were great and that they came together really well. But I think at the end of the day that that was like maybe 20% of the whole thing. Yeah. And everything else felt like it dragged because it wasn't building that out further or using it more to get to the, I mean, and granted it seems like maybe, I don't know if it's going to go there now because it sounds like it's terrible, but, Maybe it was like, well, I only have so much to say for the next three movies, so I have to break it up this way, <laughs> but yeah. I don't know.
1: I, I'm curious about th- that part of it. I The first thing I did when I was done was look to see, is there any talk about, are they going to be doing more of these? Mm-hmm. I hate this whole conversation of, oh, the box office is terrible. It's like, you release a movie in the middle of a pandemic, mm-hmm. and day and date, it's streaming available as well. Yep. So, what any conversation about the dollars earned, I'm not saying it's totally irrelevant because it's not, but it has to be presented alongside what are the streaming numbers. Well, right. it, we... it,
0: it sounds like, though, if the movie, w- if, 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 the, if well, in this case, Lana Wachowski was forced to make the movie lest it get made by somebody else, then yeah. they, like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I feel like if they would, it is basically a money grab thing. And if they feel like they're not going to get their return, they will just stop there.
1: Sure, no. Well, because to me it, it feels more like the studio might pull the plug. Yeah. What I'm saying is we already saw, with this exact same studio, with WB, mm-hmm. with Dune, release the movie, their director fought tooth and nail. No, it has to be box office, has to be box office, has to be box office. And then when you don't allow it to be a only theater, theatrical release, those box office numbers come in really low. Yeah. And so they make a concession Hey, we get it. Certain amount of streaming numbers, we'll commit to to doing it again. And it happens. The streaming numbers kick ass. They get enough at the box office. So this same conversation has to happen. It's the same pieces, right? It's
0: it's still Warner. Ultimately, there is not enough... They either have to just do it or not do it. There's not. They cannot. I don't think that you can reasonably take the data from the past two years to make any decisions about the movies that you're going to make going forward.
1: Sure. My point is, at a certain point, you do need a certain threshold of, like, I'm not. I'm how not many people about
0: watched that. it at least? Like, how yes, many? That, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Is gotcha.
1: You have to present the. <laughs> you have to present the dollars alongside the clicks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair.
1: The same way that Dune did. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I'm not saying that the equation comes out. Like, but even, but even
0: weird. so, that, then the translate, like, what does that even translate to? Is my point of like, I guess if there's like, what, like, do you? Is there a threshold you have in mind that you want to hit before you are like, okay, we'll do the next one?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the number. I, I certainly can't set what that number is. My point is, it can't just be well, it didn't make any money at the box office. Well, that's a spurious argument. Like, we, like, yeah. we know that that's not like a valid way to look at this. And I'm not saying there is one true, perfect way to look at it. Of course, there isn't. I would just say this. Sense8 was canceled by Netflix and the internet set itself on fire and they allowed them to do something to finish the show. Mm-hmm. These people have a deeply passionate fan base. I don't know what the reaction is to the movie yet. I mean, I know in small snippets I've seen the the people who are behind their work love this movie. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't mean that in like in like a sycophant type of way. I thought Jupiter Ascending sucked. Mm-hmm. Cloud Atlas is my favorite movie of all time. Yeah. I love the Matrix movies. I love V for Vendetta. I love Sensei. Oh I liked Vendetta. this. So I can call it like it is. Mm-hmm. Jupiter Sending is a bad movie. It is.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I wanted it to be good, <laughs> but it isn't. Right. <laughs> so I liked this movie maybe less than some of the other things, but I like it It crosses the threshold of this was pretty good. I enjoyed it. I would like to see more along this vein. considering I had zero interest when they announced it. Was mad when they announced it.
3: Thought
1: mm. so their explanation for why they were able to do it again was plausible enough, right? Because I was like, they fucking died. Yeah. Well, no, they didn't. We kept them alive. Which Ooh, that okay, super advanced. It was painful. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. So I, I mean, I would. It doesn't sound like they have any plans, and maybe the reason they don't have any plans to do it is because they know that Warner's not going to let them do
0: it. Yeah, maybe. I, I thought it was interesting that it ends the same way. You know, like flying off with a narration. As uh, the first movie, which was and like, bomb track. well, that was, that was pretty cool. <laughs> oh, not bomb
1: track. Wake up. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, wake up.
0: That was awesome. But like the idea, like the first one ended that way specifically because it's like, we could do more. We might not be allowed to. Right. So it's like, this is a, this is like, you can end it here and it's great. And I love, I did lo- I love that ending um, as a standalone. Uh, yeah. I
1: mean, that, that ending works where if it ends there, it's fine. Yeah. And if you want to do more movies, you absolutely can. And they did. Mm. I mean, the whole idea of the Matrix is insane. Like, just how it still is existing all these years later. Yeah. Like everyone knows the story about how the first one was made, where they were given a budget like a fifth of what they wanted, and they blew the entire budget on whichever action scene it was, or like the first twenty Wait, minutes it's the, of the movie.
0: The whole isn't it the raid on Trinity in the beginning?
1: Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Like I said, the first twenty yeah. minutes of the movie or whatever. I
0: think it's like five. <laughs>
1: And they, you know they make that with the whole budget they gave them for the entire movie, and they're like, "All right, fuck, we'll give you what you want." Yeah, <laughs> like, like it, it could have ended there. We might not have had any of this. We couldn't have had any of the enjoyment, the hours and hours of enjoyment from rewatching, watching and rewatching these yeah. movies, and all the 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 intellectual stimulation we've gotten debating and comparing and contrasting and loving and hating all of it. Like, we wouldn't have had any of it if they, and they would have been within their right to shut it down there, right? Sure, but.
0: And, it and was a it's more or not then, to like, end up suing them
1: <laughs> so like, and, like they probably would have won like so the the fact that we can even be talking about this 20 years later yeah. and 23 years later, whatever it is is insane That's true. so I like I think it's worth like noting that 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 the lifespan of this has always been batshit crazy
0: yeah <laughs> I'm curious like I would be very curious what the next thing would be. If they were to keep going.
1: Why? I mean, Smith is still on the board, right? Yep. Um, And we still have this, there's something to be said for this AI civil war. I don't think we've heard the end of that.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. And then I guess the only other thing, like they, I feel like they made a big deal about like the, this version of the matrix is able to be sustained because the two of them are connected. I guess them maybe going in and out periodically keeps it going. Maybe. Maybe. Like, yeah, I'm not sure about that part. Because right now they're freed, right? So they're not they're not generating power for the machines.
1: But also, the question is, do they even need to generate that power because they're no longer seeking control? Because hmm. right, the power of the Matrix, a lot of it is the resources that poured into controlling them, keeping them.
3: Right. Right. Interesting.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, uh, I would be open to seeing more, but if it ends here, yeah. it's okay. Um, whatever comes is what i'll take from it and i just want to my kind of my final thoughts on this all is i just want to have an appreciation i i I intimated in the uh about the as i termed it the the wcu the wachowski cinematic universe do you like understand and appreciate the depth of how many people like how many previous collaborators are in this movie from their many different projects
0: probably not
1: because like you could start at the, the the top so james mcteague like produced this, helped along with the making of it. He's the one who directed *V for Vendetta*, with the ch- which the Wachowskis wrote. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been out there on like the whole press tour with them. I love that movie. Me too. Um, and the movie was co-written by Lana. Because I don't think Lily is really
0: involved too much anymore. Well, her name wasn't on it at all, was it? Or ex- was it under the, executive, the, right?
1: Well, like yeah, slash like it's just like really like the characters and story from like the original. Okay. Um, I don't think she had an active I mean, I'm sure she was involved in some way, shape, or form, but like probably not day-to-day. Right. But the move the, the movie was co-written by Lana and David Mitchell. David Mitchell wrote the novel Cloud Atlas. Mm. He was involved with the producing. He was kind of the way that George R. R. Martin was for like Game of Thrones, like he was consulting with them on how they could adapt parts of the story and twist and change certain parts of the story to fit with the story they wanted to tell within the movie. He's now full blown screenplay. He's there with them. That's cool. Doing this, um, you know, we had a couple of new people in this, right? The big stars, like like you said, what's his name from from Frozen? You have Yahya Abdul Mateen. You have Jessica Henwick. The sequel, then, to Yahya Abdul Mateen. <laughs> yes, Yahya too. But
0: <laughs> Yahya, <reservations>. there was
1: <laughs> there was a whole bunch of people in here from and in roles big and small from sense eight and from other stuff that they've done. Okay. So the main crew of the ship, right? The, the two, there was the two main ones outside of bugs, right? There was the, the guy and the girl. Um mm-hmm. What were their names? Uh, Berg and Lexi. Okay. They were both from sense eight. The guy who played Berg, Brian Smith was one of the, the main cluster of eight that was in sense eight, like the lead, of the ensemble. Mm -hmm. The the girl who played Lexi was one of the secondary characters who was like very important throughout the whole role of the show. Like she was, um, one of the close friends of one of the people in the cluster. Um, the guy who played Sequoia, Toby Onmore Mm -hmm. was another one of the main eight. Um, he, although he actually replaced in the second season, another actor, he was an asshole. Um, and then I'll, even on that ship, too, the, the other girl who never actually comes into the Matrix with them who's on the ship, she has a handful of lines. Uh, she was in um, this. She was romantic interest to that guy who I was talking about, for, who was the replacement actor. The, the guy who was like the pilot of the ship mm-hmm. had like a bit role in Sense8. There was uh, the guy Shepard, the one who was kind of like Niobe's like enforcer guy, was another one of the the main eight.
0: I had a feeling that he was somebody specifically the way they framed him. Yeah. Um, but like, I felt like they were, kept, they were about, like they, they kept like about to say something about him, but I guess yeah. that was what it was.
2: Yes. Okay.
1: It's just, it's, a, it's just a level of com- comfortability and familiarity It's pretty, pretty cool. all having worked together. There was um, even like some of the people like in the matrix, like the, the, the group of developers who were working with. Um, Neo,
3: mm-hmm.
1: not the guy who played his assistant, but some of the other people in that group when they do like the the like the brainstorming
0: yeah thing. <laughs> Cat videos. The 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 uh, <laughs> the,
1: the, the Indian guy and <laughs> in, the Indian guy in that was um, the the husband of one of the main eight from Sense Eight. Um, there was another person in that. Oh, the the one one of the girls who was working at the the black girl. She was a romantic interest of one of the eight. Uh, and these are people who were like important. Like they were in the whole run of the show. Like mm-hmm. they were in a lot. They had their own storylines and everything. Um The guy who r- ran the cafe, the Simulate, yeah. he came in the second season. He was one of the, like the, the close associates of, of the, of the eight in, in <clears throat> And there was other, like the guy who played Trinity's husband's Chad Stahelski. He did the, all like the stunt work on the matrix mm-hmm. movies. And like, he ended up doing the John wick movies. Like he like, made the John. i think he directed if not the i don't remember if he's the first guy who did the first one or if he's the guy who replaced him and did the second and third one i forget oh. but um and there was a handful of other people too who like were involved at like whatever level on cloud atlas or sensate or um the only one who th- i would have liked to see in this i don't know what happened why she wasn't involved with it would have been like Duna bay who they kind of discovered her for american movie she was a famous korean actress mm. but she was in Cloud Atlas, and she um, ended up being one of the main eight in Sense Eight. Mm-hmm. She was in Jupiter Sending in a in a kind of a medium sized role, hmm. so she feels like like one of the few people who of their recent collaborators didn't make it in who you would have kind of expected to. But right. I don't. I just thought it was cool. Like like behind the camera, in front of the camera, there was like this whole group of people, and I don't know. I feel like that kind of helped to elevate this above the the sum of its parts in some in- instances where you can lean on these people who are so still passionate to continue. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You. That's awesome. It was fun for me. It felt like kind of a reunion of all those things. In some ways, it felt like an extension, like specifically of even of Sense Eight, because right. there's so many of them from that specifically. Cool, man. That, that that's a show that I know I've mentioned to you a bunch of times. Yeah, you and Kim really need to watch it. You, would, yeah. I mean, if you like this stuff, like you like you loved Cloud Atlas, there you would love you guys would love that. Yeah, show, no, I let's
0: think. check it out for sure. Any other thoughts on this movie before we wrap it up?
1: No, I think uh, I think we're good on that cool. for now i think we had a good talk this right. is a good one kind of unconventional from some of uh, the other movie chats we've done yeah for sure the ones I, I i thought this was good
0: <clears throat> well that's all for this week's episode of flicks in the six we hope you enjoyed it as always if you have a movie for us to review or nuggets for us to discuss you can send those requests to flicks in the six at the or tweet us at the tune in next week for more movie and beer goodness until then i'm ethnic stenso i'm albielsi thanks for coming out A bobus, feature fat.
1: <laughs> I like that you. I feel like each time we say it, you you get a little bit closer to it. You you appreciate it a little bit more. I,
0: I do like it. I. Uh, it's a really dumb
1: phrase, but I, I'm glad that it's, it's hard
0: for me to say the like to put to put those syllables to together. Yeah. Um, I keep wanting to do when the episode ends and the song starts. It's like a yeah. And I keep wanting to do that.
1: <laughs> I know I was. It's funny because I was kind of trying to. I said less because like I can't picture it to hum it. And yeah. again, I lost it. But I was doing it before we got on. Yeah, same. It's like it's like dum da, da, dum dum yeah. da, dum. I was dum. doing it all
0: the way down the <laughs> stairs. <isn't that> <laughs>
1: <right>? <laughs> but I can't like.
0: I know I'm getting the cadence
1: wrong. Like
0: yeah, we got another another great episode. Very entertaining. Uh, I think
1: this was this one was really good, and I, it's funny. The first episode was kind of like 50 50 ish in the storylines and this last week was kind of like 70 30 in favor of the past and this one was like
0: 20 yeah. eighty in favor of the the present like very very strange shifting back and forth
1: so I, I I know some people were getting concerned last week that how much of the past it was so I think this this goes to show you every week, it's going to be a little different mm-hmm. depending on how much of that story they feel like.
0: They well, need al- also that they were really setting the groundwork for the impact of what is going to happen. But you had
1: to figure that was yeah, going to. Well, uh, if if not
0: narratively, then obviously from a character perspective, and it's clearly both. Right. So, like the 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 group that took him in and trained him, they got wiped out entirely. Um, my assumption, which I don't think is far fetched, <laughs> is that there is a war coming, and the Tuscan Raiders. Are just gonna be his army.
1: Well, I thought so too until all of his friends died.
0: Well, yeah, um, but I, I wasn't sure sort of like how how fast news travels in the.
1: Sure, and I'm not saying you know it's entirely possible that he has some level of acceptance with the greater realm of Tuscans. Where... I mean,
0: he made that weapon. I feel like that's enough for them. They'll be like, "Oh, okay, all right, I got you."
1: Well, I mean, he may have killed someone and taken it, also
0: though. That's that's true.
1: But regardless, um, I was surprised by how sudden and final the end of them i don't like like it's just oh they're just all dead it's done
0: i think i think he would have made it back in time to save them if he walked instead of riding a bantha. is really, really what it comes down to <laughs> you think it's faster i'm pretty sure I'm. i'm based on what i'm watching <coughs> i'm pretty sure it would be faster to walk well
1: i think it's one of those things right where like if you're on the back of a horse, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can you can you can power walk faster than a horse walks. But you can't power walk faster than a horse walks for twelve straight hours. Sure. And in the same thing, like you can walk through the desert.
0: Fast you just on sleep back. on the back of the bantha.
1: Well, if you want to get lost.
0: No, you go straight.
1: What's straight he knows. when you're walking he across knows. a dune sea?
0: <laughs> Does it <laughs> he knows. Also, if the planet was entirely covered with water, how did the banthas get there? How long ago was it covered in water?
1: I mean Were they flown in?
0: <clears throat> sure. I don't know. Feels like we need to go through many stages of evolution for that thing to be. That, I mean. The woolly it, mammoth. It,
1: it could have been thousands of years. It does, It's true. You know, it's not a great character design for the desert. That seems like it should be on Hoth.
0: Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Uh, before I forget about this, I've ridden beasts ten, ten times the size of this. Is a reference to the holiday special, right?
1: <laughs> you know, I didn't spend a lot of time pursuing that thought, but when he said it, I was like, for a second, and only a second, because I wasn't willing to pause.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I was like, what the fuck did he ride that was ten times the size of
0: this? This is a dragon thing. Mean like riding like I, a dragon in the holiday special? It, or a brontosaurus? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With wings, maybe? Sure. sure. My um, goodness. Anyway, um, more on that uh, in a minute. We get the uh, the biker gang that he adopts. I thought that was a really cool concept. There's something really strange. They're like...
1: I don't want to call them a biker gang exactly, because I feel like we got to have some differentiation points, right? Because the... Was it the Nikto speeder gang or whatever?
0: That's a Hang on, a, that's hang a on my gang. foot is stuck, and I'm about to make a lot of noise. Yeah, I
1: was trying to understand okay. what's going on. Okay, there we go. I tried um, to
0: put my foot under my leg. It got caught on the desk. Then my... My shoe got caught on the This is bad. It's bad news.
1: Those people who killed Uncle Uncle Owen's cousins, <laughs> those are a biker gang. The ones that he stole the speeder bikes from.
0: Uncle Owen's cousins?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I'm just, yeah. You know, he was he was a moisture farmer, like a all boy, moisture so. farmers <laughs> I like, Yes, okay. there's only like seven of them. Uh, anyway, um, those were those are a biker gang. These guys are street hooligans. Okay, like soup- souped up street hooligans.
0: Okay, that's fair. The street hooligans, I feel like there's something about there's a through line in all the Star Wars stuff where like it all feels like the something about the color palette, the tech itself, it all fits. Mm-hmm. This really pops out and I found it a bit jarring, but it was almost but the thing I was willing to forgive it on. Was it almost feels like they're vintage bikes made with like parts from stuff from Naboo.
1: <laughs> like, Those actually, act- absolutely. Right. supposed to be like vintage bikes, which is what I they, th- they were adorable. They were too adorable. <laughs> it was, it was, a biker yeah. gang is what it comes down to, and that's why I'm pushing back on this. And but- the one, <laughs> the
0: one the only problem with the whole thing <laughs> was that it was the lowest speed chase <laughs> in media.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say there have to be some cost <laughs> situations going on because... That was the lowest speed chase. And the fight with Black Chris was not impressive enough. I was yeah. expecting him to be a badass. That was not impressive. I'm, I was very disappointed, honestly. I was expecting a lot from that character. He shows right back up. First of all, terrible choice of assassin. How can a, a, a Wookiee that large be stealthy? Sure. Second of all, deeply unimpressive action scene, which was very disappointing to me.
0: I think that has um, more to do with it being a costume than CG. There's really not pr- much you can do with it.
1: That's probably part of it. It just looked so clunky and drawn yeah, out. Yeah. Like it just was not it just wasn't as entertaining as it could have been.
0: I was certain that when they dropped him in the Rancor pit that he was gonna be his Rancor.
1: For a second I kinda wondered about that, yeah. And the fact that he ends up getting a Rancor in this episode was surprising.
0: I had delivered by the one and only Machetti. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Trio.
1: <laughs> well, this is what happens when you have Robert Rodriguez running yeah. your show, is you get Machetti to show up and just be him, but now I'm training a rancor. and you also get those bikes because mm. well, didn't that come straight out of Spy Kids? The, that color, Probably. those bikes, yeah. yeah, like that. That's I remember. I don't know if it was last episode or the episode before. I said I, I you know, I, I haven't seen a lot of Robert Rodriguez stuff, so I'm not sure that I see any of mm. the specific stuff to him. Well, now I saw the specific stuff to him. I saw Machetti, and I saw those bikes. Yeah,
0: yeah. Two huts is too too many huts. <laughs> All I can think about is. The, the droid comes in, is it the droid that comes in and it's like, the huts are here to see you. It's like, they were carried on the shoulders of a bunch of people. You could have been like, the huts are going to be here to see you in three days time.
1: <laughs> it's true. We probably should have known of their arrival when they were walking up there a very long time away. Uh, To be fair, he's like in his robe and then he's in his armor. So, the time it took them to get up the drive, it may have just been him getting into his armor.
0: That's true. <laughs> and one feast. <laughs> that feast <looks laughs> It does good. seem
1: there's decadence, and then there's that because that is ten times too many food for the two of them. Yeah,
0: FedEx was deeply was weird. loving it though.
1: Yes, you have to enjoy the trappings.
0: <laughs> That's pretty great. I like. I did like. Um, I like how like immediately the biker. What we? What did you decide to call them?
1: The, the the souped up street hooligans. The,
0: the street hooligans be became part of the fold and like,
1: like we're on your side now and weirdly loyal, loyal. We're
0: gonna fight this Wookie.
1: Yeah, we're gonna fight this assassin Wookie. That's like awesome. this hor- horrifying assassin Wookie with no questions asked. You didn't even have to ask us to get up and come help.
0: Yeah, we're just here. We're just here for this.
1: Also, I appreciated if we're gonna do the whole "I'm gonna rule by respect" thing. Very supportive of Django helping his Gamorrean guard by offering up his bank to, back to tank. Django, I said the Gamorrean guard with his back to tank. What you
0: said, Django offering? Did, did I say Django?
2: Yeah,
1: no, Boba. <laughs> I mean, he's both. Like, right? Sure. Technically, Fair. from a certain point of view, yeah. Boba is Django.
0: Yeah, that's sure. That was great. Got him to my tank. But
1: I wouldn't feel comfortable putting that mouthpiece back on after it was inside.
0: That no. Mouthpiece. No, but also, does that tank even work anymore? It was opened while all the stuff was in it. I feel like it And didn't then he was anymore.
1: thrown at it a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. That was Spilled the back dang
0: everywhere. I just feel like he could have gotten, he could have taken out the, like, at the speed. Wookiees are non-threatening on screen. Conceptually, they're threatening. In the video games, they're awesome. But as a man in a costume that can only move so fast, they're non-threatening.
1: Well, that's what I was getting at. I thought they. What I'm disappointed by is, I thought they've been doing a better job with new Chewbacca, new Baca. <coughs> there you go. There <laughs> this. this is probably the latest in the episode. The first time I have really got you. Like
0: <laughs> it doesn't help that like my voice. You're is already gone. coughing. I'm yes. coughing every five minutes.
1: <laughs> um, I thought Chewbacca was much more intimidating in. The sequel trilogy yeah. and in and Solo, yeah. like he looks physically imposing, not just like oh he's tall. Like in fights, he feels menacing.
0: He's also he also springs to life when he chokes Lando in Empire.
1: Sure, but they just have a close up. Like Lando's probably standing up and he's just choking him, yeah. but it looks like he's yeah. like. <laughs> um, my point is, and this is not in any way, shape, or form, like a shot of Peter Mayhew, but it was a different time. The guy, Jonas Swutomo, or whatever the fuck his name is, because I can't pronounce mm-hmm. it, I just can't, I apologize. Um, he seems like a lively, strong, strapping, tall man. Yeah. Um, obviously, I'm guessing they probably didn't use him to play Black Chrysanthemum, because this guy does not seem... and it, Which makes sense, because he's much bulkier than Chewbacca is, so it would be tough to use the same actor. You need someone who's thicker. Who is it? That's gonna it make it's definitely somebody, slower. right? I don't know, like... Like in his prime, Arnold would have been perfect for that, right? Mm-hmm. But obviously, no longer. It was nice to see Matt Barry get a little bit more time as the droid this week. But I can't with his voice. That, you, you really did a great job, Mike. Hey, Mike. Uh, Mike texted me yesterday or today or yesterday <sighs> and was like, "Anthony crushed it with his impression. You really did. You're <laughs> when you did the impression last week of him like talking about, you know." <laughs>
0: Me, Pit Fortuna, and Jabba? Jabba. Yeah. That's absolutely how he would say it. (laughs) He actually did. He did say Jabba in this episode. Uh, Yeah,
1: that's true.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Let's see. Who is who's
3: playing this person?
0: I can't find it immediately. His name's Chris I know. I have. Oh. Carrie Jones. I don't know who that is. Who are you? Who is mystery actor Carrie Jones? (laughs) I clicked it and they gave me a picture of Boba oh, Fett. It's not. That's not helpful. That's not helpful.
1: Um, but anyway, it's you know it's good to to see. I, you know, I was I was correct. It's the Pikes. That seems to be the big bads this week. I was a little bit surprised by that. I thought it was gonna just it was gonna be some other force, but the Pikes <clears> are <throat> a big important force in the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm.
0: So
1: I guess we're setting up for a war with them, and that that could be kind of cool.
0: Yeah, for sure. I was actually really curious when. The uh, when Milton is it, talking to Boba and he's like "My they're stealing my water or whatever I would and the way he described them as like they're part human but they like augment with droid parts I was like am I finally getting my answer like am I getting the backstory of the Tusken Raiders and like what is going on with their face and then no it was like just this new, <laughs> this new thing it's like oh that'd be pretty cool if that's what they were doing because <laughs> that's what it looks like but um,
1: oh. I was just, I was, I just sat down. I was eating dinner while watching the episode, and I was, you know, looked down to take a bite. It was like, they're like, oh, a vessel has arrived. It's like, all right, whatever. And like, a shadowed person walks down. It's like, whatever. I looked down, like, have a bite. Looked back up, and I'm like, is that? And then he <coughs> opened his mouth. I was like, that's Steven Root. Oh my God. <laughs>
0: um, I just googled what does a Tuscan Raider look like unmasked. Is there a
1: canon answer to that? I'm not sure. I feel like they're like the Quarrens in Mass Effect. We're never going to actually officially see their face.
0: Um. Yeah, I feel like we're probably not going to. I just want to know, you know? I just want to know. I don't... The thing is, I don't understand the mouthpiece. Sure. Yeah? You know? I'm just curious.
1: What do you think about Baby Rancor?
0: Baby Rancor's adorable. It's uh, funny,
1: because... Yeah. Rancor has always been one of the most disgusting creatures of all time right? I, and somehow oh, this one was kind of almost cute and
0: yeah. when he was petting him all I could think of is John Mulaney going shh you're a horse <laughs> <laughs> but yeah baby Rancor um, I
1: kept waiting for it to try and like bite off his hand or something like well that. I wasn't and sure like, if,
0: it was a, if it was a trap
1: well I there was that but even for me the bigger thing was I thought is this a scene that ends with a punchline Right and remembers. Oh God, this beast is like. Oh, actually, they're incredibly like emotionally complex. He's depressed. Like they bond. It's they can be very. I kept waiting. Like Machete was clearly trying not to laugh. Mm-hmm. Oh, they can be very loving. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I'm laughing, and it's like, who's gonna look at the camera? Yeah, like, who's yeah, yeah, gonna yeah. break the fourth wall? And, like they can be very <laughs> loving. <laughs> yeah, you know, like laughing like under there. Like it was like okay. So he's petting it. It's sad. It's got to be hungry I'm guessing. It's just going to bite his hand at some point, right? Like like listen, we're not going to Bob like Boba Fett's like lose his hand in this, but like it's it's going to bite him or try to bite him and he's going to No. Nope. he's, you know what the right that baby rancor was? It's my brother's dog Dexter. <laughs> like he predatory and yet he'll look at you with those big dumb puppy dog eyes mm. and like feel so betrayed when you leave him alone. and You walk out the door like the way that he looks at you when
0: you leave. Same way that rancor How could looked. How you when... do this to me. I and,
1: and, and, and he says, don't worry, he'll be back.
0: Yeah, like, yeah. come on. <laughs> I, love, I love the whole like imprinting thing that happened immediately. I think the way that they did that tool with the eyes. It's a baby duck. It was really cool. I'm excited to see. Well, you know, that, that was just a teaser. Because obviously, you know this is going to end with him riding the Rancor and destroying the army. Absolutely. Right. And it's like, we're basically at this point. It's now I'm just waiting for the last episode where that happens.
1: You know, what's really fucked up part, though, is like, we're all going to be coming into that fight and like, somehow we're going to fall in love with this the way we did with like Grogu. Mm-hmm. And like, if something happens and the Rancor, the baby Rancor gets hurt, like we're all going to be wounded. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, in absolutely. real life. Like, how is that possible? Yeah, yeah. they the Rancors have always been associated with bad, with terrible, yeah. with disgusting, with with vile and violent, and they're going to eat you. Yeah. And we're going to start to feel empathetic for this guy, for
0: these, this little creature,
1: this little creature that's going to become huge.
0: We didn't talk about it in the last episode. But when he goes to the casino again, I think it was the last <laughs> episode. When he goes back to the casino. that's only been three episodes. That so was yes. the band from Jedi, right? Yeah, Max Rebo's band. That's, like, that's actually them. Like, it looked like the same puppets.
1: Yeah, Max Rebo and the Jizz <laughs>
0: That's
1: amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so apparently there is like a whole canon backstory to like all or most of them survived Jabba's barge getting crushed, but eventually due to creative differences, there's that word again, uh, but due to creative dis- dis- differences and the passage of time, like the- there's less of them than there was. But the I'm pretty sure that the blue elephant guy is Max Rebo. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. And the jiz and the jiz whalers. And the Jizz, and the jizz <laughs> I am. The-, the finest performers of jiz <laughs> in, the-
0: in the galaxy. <laughs> just stop how many episodes are there is it just three more
1: uh actually weirdly I think there's seven episodes in this season yeah I thought it was I thought I'll it was six you and tell I was the story.
0: if that's how you're doing it that's sure. cool
1: I, I thought it was six and I uh, you know I, I would have expected eight and yeah. I think it's seven
0: okay cool I um that's cool I'm looking forward to it we'll see where it goes next <laughs> next week on our Boba's
2: Feature Fet
3: Come on.